Blog Talk Radio. A pleasant good evening to all of you in Radio Land. Uh, this is the cricket show, and we usually play a little song before, but this evening, what are we going to do? Is something special, something different. With me on in the studios are Dennis Seat, one of our regular panelists, and Miss Den, uh, Debbie Simon Campbell. Good evening to you, Denny. Um, good evening. Good evening. Good evening to the cricket show. Good evening to your audience, all your many yes. audience all around the, the world. I um, just wanted to open up in prayer with you guys. Yes, Dear indeed. God, in the, in the name of your son, Jesus, we thank you for today. We thank you for your multitude of blessings, dear God. We thank you that everything that you touch, dear God, will prosper. And all of our words will prosper also, dear God. Dear God, let the show go on tonight seemingly and effortlessly, dear God. Dear God, we thank you for all the listeners around the world. Dear God, for everyone that's listening, dear God, who needs a healing, put a healing touch on them. For everyone that's listening, dear God, just need, that needs a positive word in their lives, dear God, dear God, I am just saying that you are God and you will open the doors and the windows and every crevices that is possible. Dear God, for every table today that needs sustainability, dear God, we know you're going to provide all those family needs, dear Father. And for those families today that have overabundantly, dear God, we ask that you remember those who are suffering out in the world. Oh, dear God, continue to bless the cricket show. Continue to let this go on the air, dear God. Continue, dear God, to open up the airwaves for other people that can participate and hear whatever they, they need at that particular point at time coming to this show. And, dear God, without you, there is no us, and so we give you all the thanks and praise. So, dear God, today, in the name of your son, Jesus, we're asking you to remember us, to fight for us, to direct us, to protect us. In the name of your mighty son, Jesus, cover us with the blood of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for that. So much. And uh, I just want to tell the listeners that it's Debbie Simon Campbell. She is one of the Antigua kids. You hear her so many times on the show because they are having a cause back in Antigua. And um, Dennis, I'm sure you can tell the people some more about what Debbie is doing for people of Antigua. With, without a doubt, uh, Leon, uh, Debbie and Dawn have been working very hard in, as part of the Antigua and Barbuda Care Charity. They work along with groups who volunteer to uh, help the uh, unfortunate in uh, Antigua, Barbuda with issues that have arisen because of the COVID problems. We encourage and ask our listeners and supporters to dig deep, reach out to Debbie and Dawn, and help support the worthy charitable cause. Debbie can be reached at 845-820-6598. Once again, 845-820-6598. And you can also reach Dawn at 785-554-5628. Repeat, 
5628, and that's Dawn Curtin. Do call them and pledge your support. Much appreciated, and I'm sure the people in Antigua Barbuda will thank you as well as we here at the Cricket Show. Thank you, and that's it. That's thank you. you. Thank you so much. Be, be safe and be well, guys, and have a great show. Thank, thank you. you. Good evening and welcome to The Cricket Show, broadcasting around the world every Sunday from 6 to 9 p.m. blogtalkradio.com slash thecricketshow or fast bowl us an email with your questions and comments to thecricketshow at comcast.net. And now, let's talk cricket, lovely cricket. Yes, indeed. Let's talk cricket, lovely cricket. I'm sure, Dennis, you are overwhelmed with the victory today by... Not New Zealand, but Australia. But before I do that, yes. <laughs> I don't know which team you were rooting for, but I certainly changed my mind after the West Indies went out so lackluster. And uh, England went out <laughs> in a band. We had no choice but to pick a winner. So let's go on. And those who have not heard by now, New Zealand is the new... T20 champions, they do so by defeating, no, I said New Zealand, Australia are the new T20 champions. They did so by defeating New Zealand, who scored 172-4-4. Australia was able to knock it off for the loss of the wicket. So 172 scored by New Zealand in the allotted 20 overs, and Australia they were able to complete the victory by scoring 173 for two. We'll give you more details in, 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 as we go along. But we just wanted to alert you that New Zealand lost today. And it would appear that they were overwhelmed with the situation today and they didn't. They lost some key players, and as a result of that, we had a new winner today. And a little later on the show, we'll tell you what was the prize money that they took home and the works. West Indies women, they had torn Pakistan, and they made a clean sweep of those three matches that they played. They played three ODIs, West Indies winning the first by some 45 runs, and the second by some 37 runs. And today's encounter was a victory for the West Indies ladies, defeating the Pakistanis counterpart by some six wickets. Great win for the ladies. Sri Lanka, we are, uh, West Indies are on tour of Sri Lanka. And of course, the match was due to be played today, but it would appear that no. no no, it started yesterday, but it seems as if the first day's play was washed out. And we will tell you, as news comes to hand, what will be those scores. Also, in the news today, Jawadin, the guy from Sri Lanka, and Pollock, as well as a young lady by the name of... I, her name is Mrs. Britain. No... General Britain, she is deceased. They were all inducted in the ICC Hall of Fame. So Jawadin, the young man out of um, Sri Lanka, and 
Pollock, Sean Pollock out of South Africa, and this young lady who also were inducted. And the BBCCI, they are to appoint the ombudsman at their meeting from the meeting come December 4th at the AGM. Um, headlines from St. John's Antigua, the officials of Birmingham. Of Birmingham 2022 Commonwealth Games now is West Indies will be represented by Barbados in the Commonwealth Games. Uh, you said for later this year, or July the 29th, August the 7th, and um, it will be West Indies being represented by the winners of last year's tournament or the year before Barbados. And um, in Group A is Australia, India, Pakistan, and Barbados. In Group B would be England, New Zealand, South Africa, and a qualifier. And news coming out of Antigua. Antigua, that. Okay, news, news coming out of Antigua. That Cricket West Indies, Cricket West Indies, they yesterday announced that the West Indies legend, Shivna Ryan Shanda Paul, will join the West Indies Rising Stars on the 19th squad as. A batting consultant for the upcoming high performance uh, camp in Antigua. Um, obviously, they have picked a uh, squad, which we will give you a little later on, but uh, perhaps, perhaps I should give it now because time might not permit me to do so. Uh, Onaji, Emery, Anderson, Armadan, Akim, Augustus. Justin Beckford, Teddy Bishop, Colin uh, Bowen, Jaden Carmichael, Mackenzie Clark, Rivaldo Clark, Emmett Bass, uh, Gilvanti, De Pisa, Nathan Edwards, Angel Gordon, Sienna Hackett, Justin Jagasa, Jordan Johnson, Kyle. Kisunat that and Jodam Leon, um, Jaden Leacock, Nicholas Lewis, Anderson Mahasi, Machu Nandu, Shaka Paris, Kelvin Pittman, Isaiah Thorne, Shivma Sabva, Asaka, and Vicen Singh, as well as Kevin Wickham. And the team management will consist of Floyd Reefer, Rowan Nurse, he's the assistant coach, the Kirkley Ambrose as the assistant coach bowling, Shiv Shandam Paul, um, batting consultant, Steve Liebert, assistant coach, Fielding, Ryan Austin, assistant coach, spin bowling, Jamil Smith, assistant coach, Junie Mitchum, team manager, Gregory Seals, strength and conditioning coach, Lyndon Knight, 
physiotherapist, Peter Ram, and Jalen Robinson, mentor skill and team analyst was the adventure city around and that's about all let me see if i can just pull this a little bit feedback yeah so that's the lineup for those things we so andy in, a, in an article said we blundered and andy so andy believes west indies demise started long before the world cup and it was a nasty place to play. So Viv talking about playing in Yorkshire. And the West Indies Cricket Board, they have thanked Dwayne Bravo for his outstanding international career. Of course, news out that he has already um, hung up his boots. He has retired from international cricket. On we go with the news is that the USA are to host Ireland during um, in recent times and of course those encounter would be December the 22nd um, the, the first T20 will be on the December the 22nd followed by other um, on the 26th 20, 28th and the 30th more news will follow and uh, ICC Women's World Cup qualifiers well, of course, West Indies are involved, and the, the, the counter will start November the 21st to the 26th, and we'll tell you when West Indies will play their first match, because West Indies is very much in the lineup for qualifying as well. New Zealand are to tour India, and that is coming up shortly, because the tour begins on the November the 17th, and will go until December the 7th, and they will play two test matches and three T20s. We'll be following that. And a number of our fixtures are scheduled to commence, but we'll hold on that for the time being. And Simmons, he is saying he's going to be faced, his team is going to be faced with a bunch of spin, heavy dose of spin. And the captain is saying, Simmons may make can make an impact despite spin-friendly conditions in Sri Lanka. And we talked a bit about the West Indies beating up on on the on the uh, Pakistani ladies, and and they have and while the, the West Indies ladies were playing there, they had some 800 officers, squad teams, uh, special forces safeguard the players as they go about their work. And the West Indies now have to qualify for the 2022 T20 World Cup, which is going to be later this year. CWI and the Republic Bank have joined, launched a new Five for Fun Children Cricket format. Five for Fun Children format. And um, we'll just go right ahead. West Indies will have to host two face-to-face um, components of high performance coaching program, which will take part in in the Caribbean, of course. And we're just gonna just leave it at this point, and then tell you that yes, that's about all we have. Dennis, so why don't you come right in? We haven't heard from Audley again this week, so I don't know if he's still running late or he's he's not gonna be on this evening. So. 
pick it up, Dennis. I will bring you right in. Yes, Leon. It's, uh, yes, yes, you're right. Yes, two, two things to start off with, of course. Just a uh, tip of the hat to the West Indies ladies, especially uh, Deandra Dotin, who scored a magnificent 132 in the first match, supported by Haley Matthews, 57. And in the second match, Dotin again scored 34, and once again, Haley Matthews, 26 in the second victory. And in the third one, we have Stephanie Taylor hitting a ton, 102 for Stephanie Taylor in the third game. And Haley Matthews, once again, showing what a brilliant all-rounder she is, because not only does she bat, she bowls very well, and uh, she's picked up wicket as well. So Haley Matthews scored a 49 in this third one, and we have Chidea Nation who also scored a 51. So a tip of the hat to the West Indies team, and of course, uh, mentioning special mention to Matthews, Taylor, Dotin for their contributions. And of course, the uh, World Cup match, as uh, you know and already noted, Australia, New Zealand. But what is very, very interesting is that I had thought that New Zealand would probably have won this match because they started off very well with Kane Williams scoring his 85, uh, supported by Martin Gopdale. And they had a brilliant 172. And I thought the total that Australia had to chase at roughly nine runs per over. I at first thought this was going to be a difficult task for Australia, but they proved me wrong because they went out there, Warner 53 and Marsh splendid hitting for 77. And so we see, we saw a very exciting T20 World Cup final. So now on to next year when they play the 2021 World Cup final in Australia. That's it, Leon. Back to you. Yes, but indeed, you mentioned the World Cup finals, and um, of course, we got to say congratulations to the Aussies. They started badly, you know, and they came, they keep improving, and you know, it's missing Conway, I think, Devon Conway, and then the 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 three pacers they had uh, Jameson was a no show for the whole tournament. You remember that fast guy, and then the other young pacer he got injured. Uh, he got injured as well, and they were depleted in a sense by their pace attack. But but Bolt and and um, Salty, uh, uh, uh veterans, they did not do a great deal at all today. And of course, Jameson, Jameson, not Jameson, but uh, Nisham, Nisham was. Uh, I, I thought perhaps the Saudi, um, uh, Saudi, and the other spinner would have been able to keep the New Zealand and uh, to keep the Aussies in check, but they were. Well, you know, Leon, I, I, I agree with you there. I thought the New Zealand bowlers performed mm-hmm. terribly. I mean, Tim Sothi in three, approximately four overs, had 43 runs off him. Sodi, 40. 
I mean, those are not the type of bowling statistics that one can apply to a decent bowling performance, and that must have gone a long way towards aiding the uh, Australians and, of course, you know, not helping the New Zealanders. Terrible bowling performance by the New Zealanders there. Yes, indeed. But for those of who you don't haven't heard, the scores were 172 for four. New Zealand having lost the toss, and the Aussies sent them into bat. And Guptil Guptil uh, made 28, followed by Darren Mitchell. He got 11. Then a super knock by Skipper Williamson, 85, and 85 came from 48 deliveries. And, uh, and uh, that was the the the, the, the um just, uh, the meat of it. As a matter of fact, I thought they might have gone uh, a little harder on the bowling, but it seemed as if they couldn't do any better. You know, they when you have four wickets, you can afford to squander another four wickets at the table. When you have four overs, you can squander them, go for the kill, and then you you may you may or may not. You may lose some wickets, but at least you you probably may get a few out of the park and you score something. But 172, Dennis, was a yep. score that could have been defended. And when I look over the number of matches that were played in this tournament, this was the highest total that was set for a team to, to overtake. So 172 was a good score, but it just wasn't good enough because the RCs, well, the wickets went three for sixteen to to um, Hazel Hazel got the sixteen and Zampa one for twenty six. And just a note, Stark he got none for sixty, 60. none for sixty yep. in four overs. That's an average of economy rate of fifteen. When he had one no ball, he had two wide, so that gave him three other extra deliveries. But going for 60 was really, really not not a good performance by him. When the um, the Aussies batted, David Warner got 53, and what a transformation David Warner has made. Remember, David Warner was one of those guys who used to be a gung-ho type like the bat, like the West Indies, yeah, hit everybody <laughs> out of the park. But he has transformed his game, and today he a polishing in for 53 from 38 deliveries, followed by a good knock of Aaron. Well, Aaron Finch didn't make a, a few, a lot. He only went for five, but a super knock by Mitchell Stark of 77, 50, 50 deliveries, six fours, and four sixes. And then uh, to top it off, they had a 28 from Glenn Maxwell, which was not yeah. as well. So your take before we go into mm-hmm. yeah, yes. all, all told, all told, the and I, you know, it was really a tremendously exciting match, especially as seeing uh, the the total that Australia had to chase. That high total you mentioned, 172, is very, very. I was very confident that Australia would not be able to get there. But, you know, and the other thing, of course, I noted is that as 
we have seen throughout this complete T20 World Cup series. The mm. teams batting second has had an overwhelming percentage of winning in this uh, T20 series. I'm not sure what to make of it, but it is a statistics which probably someday somebody might be able to look at all the records and say, aha, I can point to factor A, B, or C. That was the cause of that. But overwhelmingly, it has always appeared that winning the toss and putting the opponents in to bat first appears to be the key to many, many of the victories that we've seen in this T20 World Cup series. You thought the the, the Jew was the main factor for the team batting last would have been able to have it more easier, easier to bat? Uh, You're thinking that perhaps there's less Jew or there's more Jew? More Jew when you're batting last. So perhaps, I don't know if he has something to do with the ball or, or something, but it's very seldom you have. I think it might be only one or two first teams that did not. West Indies failed to overtake Sri Lanka by 20 runs, but in second, right? That's one of the matches. Uh, yeah. I, I, I can't. Yeah, well, it. Mm-hmm. What the factor is, you know, I, I cannot tell. But you say that you, I noticed that uh, there are many, many times that there are a lot of towels coming out and a lot of sweat and, yeah. you know, what, and, and of course, yeah, a lot it's of very, um, it's very hot. beverage. Mm-hmm. It's it's hot, and uh, perhaps the dew has something to do with the with it as well. But I didn't see them wiping the ball much. So if the dew was a factor, I would have imagined that they would be using the towels on those balls a lot more than they did, unless they were doing that out of sight. But it really is, is as I said, it's a statistic that needs to be looked at to see if they can, you know, come up with an explanation as to why this appears to be so strong that the team batting second always did better than those batting first. Back yes, to you. So, yes, that's, that's awesome then that we you, you know, team batting second. But I don't know. I thought the wicket or the, not the wicket, but the pitch today was a good one. And um, the fact that they score that much run. I feel that that things might have been reversed. Oh. You know what? This is the what, this is the first time Australia has won the championship uh, in, yes, in this history again. First, yes, it's the first. Remember, this tournament only started when two thousand and seven. You know, two thousand mm-hmm. and seven. Yes. Me. But, but of course, mm-hmm. but this dovetails nicely into the next T20 final, which will be next year, 2021. And of course, they're close together like this because of the COVID, I, I understand. But at any rate, Australia goes into the tournament on their home, home grounds as the reigning champion. So, of course, this put a lot of, uh, dare we say, pressure on Australia now to make sure that they can repeat when we get when they get back to Australia. So this, again, is already shaping up to be uh, an interesting T20 final for next year, especially as the West Indies have to pre-qualify in order to uh, 
get out of the gate and join the Super 12 for that final. So we have a lot of work to do in the West Indies if we are going to make the grade. Yes, and we just want to welcome Virgil. Well, we we wait for, still not, no word yet from Audley. I hope that he's okay. But nevertheless, we will go right ahead. Good evening to you, Virgil. How are you? Yeah, good evening, Mr. Francis, and good evening to all the panelists, and good evening to all uh, the listeners all over the world. You know, I, we thought that you weren't going to come on this evening because Pakistan didn't win, you know? <laughs> <laughs> At least somebody ain't got to win, but they try their best, and that's all. Uh, I, I, I really admire how these guys play um, the game. I was happy to see, I mean, even though they get knocked out, I was happy to see how they, they, they perform. Oh, yes. Okay. They perform well. That's what and cricket is all about. Yeah. You know, we've we got to touch a little bit on that, too. We're going to hold a while and perhaps bring the, at the top of the, oh, we're going to bring the, well, we have a guest coming on at nine, eight o'clock. So. But anyway, we're going to hold a while until for the birthday hour. So, I thought, thought the match that they played, we should really talk, look about, look on it as well, because Pakistan lost the match because that vital catch was, was down. Did you see the match? Anyone saw the match that they can recall the details of it? I, Dennis, you saw, I, you saw, I saw the match. I saw the match, Leon, but the trouble is so much excitement has gone on since this T20 started that I do not recall specifically that incident, but I did see it, and I know that there was a catch dropped early on, which might have made the difference for Pakistan. So I'll have to go back into the archives and see if I can take yes, a look at that. I remember one. Pakistan, you know, that vital catch where the guy was was beating but the. Um, that's, that's, mm-hmm. that's Virgil's team, so maybe he can talk, tell, walk us through that again. Oh, Virgil, what, that jump catch, I think that is what spoiled the whole thing because the guy went on to score huge. Should have pulled that up for you. Um, I didn't get to watch the whole of it. You know something? While you're talking there, right, I'm trying to get uh, my grandson to log in to the, um, to, yes. to, to the website. So mm-hmm. just give me about five minutes or something like that. I'm trying to get him to log into the website at the same time. Oh, okay. Okay. Leon, I have a question for you. Earlier on in your report, you indicated that ICC had selected an ombudsman. Can you explain to me? BCCI. 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 Oh, BCCI. Yeah, they have a ombudsman, but he did not. But let's welcome Audley as well. Audley, welcome. We missed you. We thought that you were... Held up on the road, you know, the traffic in, in, in Florida is very, very, very fast. So yes, uh, mm-hmm. good evening, Mr. Francis. I, I, I left a message for you this evening. Yeah, you got the message. No. No, no I, 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 left a voice, I left a voicemail mm-hmm. um, that I was on my way um, from work, but um, I'm definitely going to try and make it this time oh. um, before the, uh, just about the, the anniversary house. So here I am. So it's good evening, right. Mr. Francis, and and uh, all my fellow panelists, except of course for Mr. Dennis, who's still good afternoon, and for the rest good of on. the listeners, 
throughout the world. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to you all. Yes, we are waiting for Virgil. Here we are. Virgil has a, a birthday. Yeah, well, birth, well we, we, we have passed our birthday time, but uh, we'll just do it at quarter two, right? So let's. Okay, okay, no problem, have, no problem. You have an inside edge? I have right. an inside edge. Yes, go right ahead with it. Yes, please. Okay. Okay, the inside edge for today, the inside edge. Did you know that so far in T20 World Cup, there have been nine centuries that have been scored in T20 World Cup? Yes, the most recent, of course, by Josh Butler from England. And of all the nine centuries, only once the team has ever lost, once a batsman in a century. Mm-hmm. And it was only... And it was the first time that a century was made in, in, in T20, of course. Chris Gale made 117 versus South Africa, and the West Indies lost. And all the other eight occasions include another one with Chris Gale because he made two. He made 100 not out against, uh, against um, England. Um, the side that a century has been scored by a batsman, the side always win, right? So it turned out that is so far is. One and eight, right? Yes, one and eight. One and eight. One and eight. a minus score, a century. All right, internet. Yes, indeed. Thank you for that. And let's bring in Jatin. Jatin, India. The guys want to know what's the ombudsman. Ombudsman that India intends to, to appoint. Jatin, are you with us? Well, first of all, good evening, everybody. Good evening to you. Good evening, anyway. of things. I was out of town. Oh, you so were trying again. to get back with some news and those, but I'll definitely update and uh, give me about 15, 20 minutes to look into my notes and a couple of right. other latest news after the World Cup, and then I'll revert back to you. Yes, indeed. Okay. okay. Um, I had planned to have a young lady coming on this evening. Uh, Dennis? Arlene? Yes, yeah, and we hope to bring yeah. on about seven o'clock. So why don't we go right into Audley birthday hour? Let's 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 hit it from the top. And then... uh, Mr. Before you go to birthday hour, Mr. Francis. Yes. Okay. Hello? Go ahead. Yes. Okay, yeah. The website okay. that you sent. His website they sent to me is um, Blog Talk Radio forward slash. Black. No, no, no. Dot no. Blog Talk Radio dot com forward slash. Yeah. The cricket show. So, and then that's at the end or nothing else at the end? No, that's all at the end. Yeah. Okay, oh, I'm trying to get in with him. But if you want to call it. in, you know the number is one five one five two five nine eight five zero. Yeah, he, he, just wa- he just want to listen. Yeah. Okay, well, okay. he can listen on his phone as well. Okay. All right, okay. so okay. go right ahead. Let me prompt the music while we, we, we wait. Uh, it's uh, Walter Henry birthday and anniversary hour. It's time of the evening when we take a look at the cricket and fraternity and we say happy birthday or happy anniversary, so forth, so forth. And um, yes, it's the number is 515-605-9850. 515-605-9850. Welcome to the Walter Henry birthday and anniversary hour. Okay, today being the 14th of November. Uh, just let me go back to just yesterday, Mr. Ramnarain uh, 
Mr. Ramdaran that um, you know wrote those um, cricket books, you know, Fast and Feet, West Indies Cricket and West Indies Cricket, um, Test Cricket History from 1877 to uh, 19 to 2019. Yeah, he had a birthday yesterday. Um, I tried to catch up with him, but um, I did not get him on on the phone. So, um, happy, belated happy birthday to you, Mr. Ramdaran. And for today, Pia Nisbet. I'm not quite sure who Pia is connected to, but it's Nisbet, so it should be Murtry. Right, Pia Nisbet celebrates her birthday today. And my, my niece, my niece's husband, Greg Knight, he is celebrating a birthday today also. So happy birthday to Greg and Pia. Cricket, Alan Hill from England, and he is his claim to fame is he took the first wicket in Test cricket. Alan Hill, Nat Thompson was the victim from Australia, and we have Harold Harwood and Alan Moss, all Englishmen. The man that everybody would know, Adam Gilchrist. Adam mm-hmm. Gilchrist is celebrating a birthday today. And today he turns 50 years old. Adam Gilchrist, the big 5 0. Mm. And Bajal Patel from Kenya. Jackie DePrez from South Africa. And we have Saba Kiron from India. Heming Bardani, also from India. And uh, Rapanjali Shastri, female cricketer, also from India, celebrating his birthday today. Tomorrow, Virgil's grandson, Darren, Darren Smith, will be um, celebrating a birthday. Yeah, young Darren Smith. And Mrs. Horma Brown, her miss. I, got, I, I come back to that one. Okay, let's let's go to cricket. Stevie Dempster from New Zealand, Graham Aldridge, Henry Michael Nicholas, Shane O'Connor, all Kiwis. Peter Martin and John Hartley from England, Lavona Lewis and Animal Many, uh, two females from South Africa, from the West Indies, Dave Joseph from Antigua, Ryan Austin from Barbados and Johnny Gale, umpire out of Jamaica. He left us 2020 in September. Zahid Ahmed from Pakistan. Marie McDougall, of course, as the name suggests, female from Australia. Uh, we have Callum McLeod from Scotland and Mahatma Haben from India, female cricketer. Singer Norris Weir on the 16th. Norris Weir from the Jamaican um, Baba Boom. But later on in, his, in life, he became, he was converted, became a Christian, and he was a bishop. And um, he went in the hospital with some clot um, in his leg and it was operated and then thought to be doing well. And suddenly he just died like that. So it was like, it was um, 2018. Three years ago, on the 16th of November, that he died right here in Florida. My good friend, co-worker Perry Gooden, he's 
celebrate he'll be celebrating on the 16th. My church sister Horton Morgan, she'll be celebrating also on the 16th. An athlete out of Jamaica, Bert Cameron. Remember Bert Cameron, 400 meters runner, famous for that. Also be celebrated on the 16th of November. The reggae boys qualified for FICA World Cup back in 1997. Yes, they qualified the 14th of November, 1996. Well, they qualified for the World Cup in 96, but they got qualified, yes, in they put on this day. Cricket, Amit Juggernaut from Trinidad, Jonathan Carter from Barbados, Wakar Yunis from Pakistan, Charlie Turner and Christine White from Australia, James Sutherton from England along with Chris Bollystone, uh, Ibo Isom Adam from Zimbabwe, David O'Sullivan from New Zealand, Eddie Lyre from South Africa, Graham Ford and Sanorki also from South Africa. Let's go to November 17th. Sir Reverend Jason Martin, he'll be celebrating his birthday on the 17th. Arthur Chipperfield from Australia, the first batsman to be out on 99 on his test debut. Colin McDonald and Aaron Finch, also from Australia. Victoria's captain, of course, for the T20 today. Yusuf Pasan from England, not England, India. Stanley De Silva, Russian Silva, also from Sri Lanka. Bert Shutley from New Zealand. Uh, we have Mandy Yachard from South Africa. And for the 18th, um, Tanisha. Now, today her husband is celebrating his birthday. And come, Tanisha will be celebrating hers. So they both share birthday in the same month. Um, happy birthday to you, Tanisha, when it comes. And Alison Felix, athlete from America, of course, um, will, be celebrate, will be celebrating on the 18th as well. George Wood, John Hawks from England cricketer, Yuna Pasley from Australia, Rajinda Pal from India, Evan Gray from New Zealand, Anthony Martin from West Indies out of Antigua, Dennis Shandamal from Sri Lanka, and Stuart Chalmers from Scotland. For the 19th, Andrew Green, one of my good friends out of Jamaica, Adrian Griffiths from Barbados, Raul Branca also from out of Barbados, Rahib Ali from Kenya, Willie Bates from England, Salim Jaffa, uh, from Pakistan, Richard Drum- Drumbrill from South Africa, Frank Mason out of Australia, and Angela Spandi from India. Finally, today, I mean, for the 20th, um, a wife and husband team, the Reverend and Mrs. Oral Beeson, he and his wife will be celebrating the birthday on the 20th. Um, very to have the wife and husband celebrating on the same day. Yes, happy birthday to both Oral and Dee when it comes on the 20th of November. Cricket, Tony White from Barbados, Josh and um, German Blackwood. German Blackwood from Jamaica will be celebrating his 30th birthday come um, this Saturday. Crystal Flavel from New Zealand, 
female cricketer Chris Morris and Dianne Nash from New Zealand, Brad Williams and Nathan Lyons from Australia, Rajin Silla, Sally from Bangladesh, Ifram Ahmed from Hong Kong, from Bermuda, Arthur Pitcher, and Chazilia Bridge from South Africa, female cricketer, Abdullah Shafiq from Pakistan, from Afghanistan, Usman Kashgani, and finally from Oman, Amir Khalid. That's what I have here for you right now, Mr. Yes. Thank you so Leon, much. Back to you. Yes, a lot of time has been put into your preparing those information for us. Happy birthday to all everyone who is celebrating birthdays during the course of the week. I don't know if Virgil wants to come first. Virgil, you want to give us uh, um, some ideas to the, the friends you and family members that you have celebrating any special occasion or birthday? If not, yeah, then... I am. I was trying. Yeah, I was trying to get on the website so my son can hear. Grandson can hear it, but we couldn't get on. But I would like oh. to say a very special happy birthday to my grandson, Junior. And Darian Jr. and I just wish him all the best. He turned 10 years old tomorrow, and mm. he's right here with me. And I just want his sister, come here and come, 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 come. I just want his sister to say happy birthday to her. Well, she's the biggest one, but he's taller than her. So, <laughs> say happy birthday to your brother. Happy birthday, Junior. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice yeah, to you. Yeah, she's saying and what up? You know how the kids go. Yeah, you have a good voice. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. he's he's right here. He he does here spending the afternoon with with us today. So, all right, that's so nice. Yeah, happy happy birthday, happy birthday. How about you, Dennis? Anything from you, Dennis? Yes, my my brother Lloyd Heath in London. Uh, he has a birthday yesterday, and an old school friend of mine. We were in school together way back in high school. So you know that's quite a while ago now. At any rate, my friend Keith Davidson out of London also had a birthday yesterday. So those are my two birthdays for this session. And your brother-in-law, what's his name? What's his name? He likes to hear his name called. No, not my, my brother, not my brother. My brother Lloyd Heath. And oh, Lloyd. Lloyd, okay. yes. And my school friend Keith Davidson both had okay. birthdays yesterday in London. All right. Happy birthday to them both. Um, how about you, Audley? You have I I don't have a birthday in November. Uh, if my son were alive and on the twenty second, he would have uh, made made another birthday. But no other birthdays for me. Um, yes, I, I I gave up my birthday for really. Perry, um, Perry Gordon, um, my, yeah. my niece, and Perry's on the sixteenth. My niece Tanisha, she'll be on the eighteenth, and mm-hmm. Oral Rev, Bishop Reverend Oral Beeson and his wife. D will be celebrating on the 20th, um, that's Saturday. Okay, so let's give them all a round of applause by playing the birthday song. Be bars of it.
All right, take it away, uh, Orly. Okay, so if there's no other birthdays, um, we just want to give a shout out for friends who are listening from across the pond, as they would say, uh, across the ocean, of course, over in um, whether you're in Asia, you're in Australia, or in England, or any part of Europe, or, uh, wherever you are. Thank you for listening to the cricket show. Uh, remember, um, each one tell a friend, and they can always go back in the archives, the cricket. TheCricketShow.com forward slash the cricket show, and also the Saturday morning entertainment program. Um, it's there on the same website, and um, you can also join in live on Saturday mornings from 9 to 12 Eastern Standard Time. And don't forget on Tuesday evenings from 5:15 to 7 p.m. the Andrew Mason Show. Of course, Mr. Leon Francis right there in the studio. So. Just keep that in mind. So this has been the Walter Henry birthday and anniversary hour. Join us next Sunday, God willing, when once again we'll do it all over again. The birthday right. and the anniversary. Oh, Mr. Henry yeah, Mr. anniversary hour. Yeah, virtually. Mr. Yeah, Francis. Yeah, yes. I, I just get I just get him to get on the website. So I just want him to. I just want to say it again so he can hear me. Yeah, Junior, well, Darren, Junior, want to wish you a happy, happy birthday. And I wish you all the best, and it's a 10th birthday, and I love you out of this world. Thank you very much. I'll go play some for you. I hear that, and uh, we are okay to talk about that uh, football in Antigua, if I recall. That's what yes. we're coming for, yes. and uh, well, what, that's great to hear that. We have about 10 minutes before we, we join her, so that's why I'm asking you. To yeah, so let me give you a few updates. Uh, just like uh, in Antigua, at the moment, while we speak, they are trying to wrap up uh, America's T20 qualifier and uh, USA is already reached the number one spot. Uh, unbeaten team so far, they played six games against six different countries and they are leading the charge. So they are moving forward for the World T20 qualifier. That's for sure. There are last two games are gone going. I believe Canada is expected to take the number two spot 
and mm-hmm. the remaining five other countries, the associate country who participated in Antigua, are uh, probably wait for another two years before they get into another qualifier. But it's a good news for the USA that they reached the uh, top of that uh, tournament, and now they are champion for this particular year's edition, and they'll be going for the World T20 qualifier, which is uh, one step closer to qualify for the World Cup in uh, three years, I will say. But that's the process is. Uh, number two, I think teams are gathering uh, today as we speak in Houston, as the USA Cricket is hosting that uh, men's national tournament. There are uh, seven teams coming from different regions and will be combined with the number eight team is like under 19 USA team. And uh, they are expected to compete for a whole week. This is the 50-over edition. It will be a good platform for the youngsters and the people who are looking for the opportunities to play for uh, USA. This will be the great tournament to uh, expose and execute what they can offer, how much potential they are, that sort of thing. That's going on. Uh, Absolutely, World Cup is uh, over now, so everyone is going back to uh, basics, I will say. It was a as expected, yeah, Australia came back and beat the New Zealand. So now it looks like the India is going for some major change. They also change in uh, coaching side as the Rahul Dravid is taking over. And then mm-hmm. they also have switched the captain to Rohit Sharma. And uh, New Zealand is about to visit India. And they have made a few major changes, and including Virat Kohli is being dropped out. Probably is not a dropped out, but I would say it's a vested because I believe India is also in a plan next to go <laughs> South Africa for the Test Tour. So probably they will rest some of the guys in the next month or two to make sure that they have the uh, very healthy pull up players when they visit South Africa because it's always tough and very competitive cricket when you go in South Africa. So <laughs> those are the few things we have. Uh, definitely it was disappointed for the Pakistan. Uh, did well all the way up to that uh, one over where uh, if I look at it, that's a turning point because on very first ball, uh, keeper could have took the catch, but it came out of the ground, so survived. And the ball, too, they dropped the catch, and then followed by the three unbelievable sixes in a row, which turned around the entire game. So looks to me, the Fridi, who started as a hero against India, turned into the zero when it comes to the real trying to show against Australia. But uh, it's a good series to see. England also lost even they were at the top. And the New Zealand is, was, uh, most of the people had put as a underdog to see if they can fight and achieve the success. But uh, even in this situation, they did not play well for a few reasons. One of them was the due, for sure. It's hard to control the ball in that situation. But the New Zealand is uh, doing excellent job lately because they were uh, finals during the last World Cup. Then they achieved that Test Series Championship 
And now in a third format, the T20, they reach the final. So overall, I think team has to take the pride and go forward from here because they are doing an excellent job, and that is the reason they are reaching at the top. It's uh, very unfortunate to see when they are a good uh, bunch of cricketers, they need to find a way to take that one game into their pocket, which can give them the championship. So probably some uh, shake-up might be going on, especially in terms of the playing 11. And they might have a couple of new guys coming in, and they might be using some good forces in the future, but that's uh, ongoing on. I believe there was a women's series in West Indies just got over against the Pakistan. And, uh, yeah, West Indies won that series, so that's a good thing is happening. And uh, very soon we're going to have under-19 coming to West Indies in January and February. But before that, uh, I just got the news this morning that uh, Sivnaran Chandrapal has been appointed as a batting consultant for the under-19 team. And that looks to me a very good sign because he's a cricketer with a lot of knowledge and has plenty of tests and records in his belt. And if he can mentor the young fellows down there in West Indies, we can expect some fortune can change. So it's a good sign to see a legend going back in coaching. And the West Indies is trying to put together some uh, good cricketers, like Courtney Walls is heading uh, women cricket. We still have Courtney Ambrose here and there, but I'm expecting that a few more legends will be in uh, coaching lineup in this particular year unsuccessful trip to World Cup. I will say the West Indies has to do a lot of shake-up. And in my opinion, the best choice is rely on their own resources and look for those legends who has done a lot of things for the West Indies. Now it's time to have their services back to the community and try to put those efforts in place with the young players so they can grow well. Um, It can change around the West Indies' future. Other uh, than that, uh, I don't have any other major uh, thing to cover. Thank you so much, Jatin. And now it's my pleasure to introduce the panel to a member of Team Barbara Coates. They're trying to unseat the present um, Football Association executive. And it's a pleasure to introduce Mrs. Anne, Arlene Josiah. Good evening to you, Arlene. How are you? Good evening, and. Let me say congratulations to the West Indies female team oh, on winning nice. that champion today. Even though guys didn't do it, the girls sure did. And you are you. trying to unseat the present uh, executive of the Antigua Football Association. And uh, you have to your leader, Mrs. Barbara Coates. Uh, tell us a well, Okay, my name is Arlene Josiah. I'm from the Grace Green community, but I was raised in the St. George's community, which is Pickett's Village, that I migrated to the U.S. But I'm currently sitting on the present executive with the incumbent, Everton Battle Gonzalez. So, you know, it's my... Well, four years already gone, 
but because of COVID, election hasn't called as yet. Mm-hmm. But a little bit about me. My first love was for netball mm-hmm. and uh, basketball. Never played football. I tried, but I think it's too physical for me. So I didn't. I played one game. Think I was tackled badly. Take off my school uniform and never went back. But <laughs> I love the sport. <laughs> I love the sport. I enjoy it. So, you know, and also I'm a member of the, I'm an executive member of the Empire Football Club. I'm the second vice president. And netball, I sit on netball executive as well. I was the past general secretary for basketball for three terms. Decided to run for the presidency, but I was lost by, I think, one or two by the Minister of Sports, Daryl Matthew. So I decided that after he won, I moved a motion on the floor that he go on with his members that he thinks suitable to carry the sport further. But members weren't for it. But again, I see it fit that you pick a core of people to work with. And I think they should, you know, get the chance to execute what they, yes. So, you know, a lot of the members weren't happy for it. But, you know, I explained to them fully my reason for that. And they said, you sure you don't want to be still under um, the basketball executive? I said, I'll still support the sport, but I don't have to sit on the executive. And now there's a former player, football, which is Steve Roy, Demon Anthony. He decided that he wanted to do something for past players, because there's a lot of past players in Antigua that took ill, and like, there's no one there to assist. So, like a year, yeah, like a year, he gave me a call and said, Ali, what do you think about joining with him to assist, like, past players? So, we come up with the name, Past Player Support Foundation, Inc. We are fully registered, nonprofit. So I am extending some sort of help in the near future, maybe. What I'll do when I get off here, I'll get some contact information so we can reach out to people in the diaspora who played football in Antigua because there's a lot of former players that, you know, it's doing bad at this moment. And I'm proud to say we made two presentations to two former players that, well, they're ill. One celebrated his birthday last year, so we took a fruit basket to him. That is before we were fully organized. But now we are organized. We assisted, I think it's... Parents, I can't remember his, from Param, 
He took Remember? ill. Uh, yes. Yes, he took ill. So we make a monetary donation to the family to assist him in his medical, whatever medical he has to deal with. Barbara's so parents, that's his name. Barbara's parents, okay. This is not the parents that played in my day. He played for the island. Maybe, he, maybe he does. Yeah. Okay. Because I don't really know of him because... How old is he about? He's, he's, um, maybe he's in his 60s. Okay. I'm not sure. Because I never see him play. He's from the Parham area. Okay. I think he was from Parham. Anyway, yes. But yes, anyway, he's from Parham. Mm-hmm. Arlene, what would be the Hi. first thing? What would be the first thing that you and your executive wants to do if you were to be elected? What would be the first okay. priority? Okay. If our team be successful, whenever the president calls the election. First thing first, we have to look at programs that will include assessment and revisions, okay? Our youth, our youth program, to me, is off. 2015 is the last time we have a youth program. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our youth are our future generation. And in order to reach the top, you have to start from the grassroots. So our youth program need proper, proper assessment. And um, your, the other members of your executive, your proposed executive, are very much involved with your the, the plans that you have in store, and obviously. You, <laughs> You would want to tell us other other ideas that you may want to introduce because when Barbara was here last, we asked her about um, plans for Barbuda. No, because Barbuda needed was neglected quite a bit. That's then, that's that is so true, and I think every in in, in all sports, I must say, because. Basketball, the same thing, too. And, you know, Bob, you'd have some good basketball players. But um, for football, as I said to Miska, because I have a good connection with those people in Bob, Utah, and uh, I think that we, and I know, once we're elected, I will make that contact with my people that I have over there because they reach out to me all the time. And uh, I think, and you're fully right, Barbuda is always left behind. And we are one, so they should be included. And I know myself and my other team members, we will make sure that they are fully involved. I don't know if they really do football over there, but they can start. We can start them up. We can even take a team over there, and they can, you know, pick up a few because, you know, sports, once you're a good sports person, to me, you can handle 
any sport because I used to play, play two sports, lead from netball onto the basketball court because I'm a sports fanatic. And I know the young generation now, they're more into sports to me than before. And one other thing, you know, I don't know what party you're from, but in my day, I used uh-huh. to be, I try to keep it neutral. Whether it belongs to A- A- ALP or DNA or UPP, I was uh-huh. to draw the line. I had to be uh, had to be neutral. What is you, your take uh-huh. on being a, a, an executive member? Or a, what do you take in that? Because some people may say you, because you're labor right, you may tend to support labor rights. <laughs> Well, you know, FIFA is not with this political thing. And I'm just like you. I am not into the political warfare. I hear people saying that our team is UPP and, you know, it's utter nonsense. Okay? Again, only the day it's me alone going to meet my ex. I don't broadcast who I meet my ex for, but even though you're in support of the party, my philosophy is when it's wrong, it's wrong. Exactly. And I, I don't think, I think that is the problem in my country because we are support of somebody and they do something wrong. We are scared to tell them they're doing wrong. And I have that problem with the sitting president, because, again, I sit on his executive. If I'm not pleased with something, I'm not going to go behind his back and say, oh, oh, he wrong, he did see that. No, I'll say it to his face in an executive meeting. So maybe that's why I'm talking for me. I am sidelined with a lot of things within the executive because I am a straight-up person. When you're wrong, you're wrong. When you do good, I applaud you. That's just me. And I think politics is what taking over our sport and our country. We're not united. United, yes. Indeed, I'm going to, Arlene, I'm just going to open the line to see if any of the panelists who want to ask you a question or two because we, we are running on, ahead, behind on time. So, um, folks, we open the line and uh, Dennis, you have a question for Arlene or do you, Virgil, you have a question yes. for, uh, go ahead, yes. Oh, yes, come Can on I, in, Dennis, good night. Say, your, say your name. First, first of all, Arlene, welcome to the show. Did I hear you Thank correctly you. to say that you are resident in Antigua or you're in the United States? Well, right now I'm in the United States visiting because my oh, immediate family, yeah, my immediate okay. family lives here. Okay. And you said that you are currently on the executive of the ABA. Okay. Yes, I am. Okay. Can you tell us or enlighten us a little bit about the issues that prevented your local team from participating in a couple of tournaments? I think there was a tournament CONCACAF tournament that they were supposed to participate in and had some issues which prevented the team from even leaving Antigua 
what can you tell us what happened? Since you're on the executive committee, you most likely knew what happened and can tell us how you're likely to prevent that when you're elected to, again, to the board. Okay. Let me first say, I do sit on the executive, but information, some of the executive, we don't get information from the president nor the general secretary. Most of the information I can tell you that I get is when I listen to the talk shows from Monday, Mondays to Fridays, because there's no sort of correspondent going out to executive members as it should. Now, hearing that the team didn't um, participate in the CONCACAF qualifying tournament, which took place in, I think is when, October or November. I heard it on, yeah, I heard it on the radio. Not from the president, nor the general secretary. Well, don't you okay. have meetings? Don't you have meetings with well, the board where all these decisions are discussed and uh, arrangements made and agreements? Well, I can say this to you: we're in November, and our constitution says we're supposed to have at least twelve executive meetings, and for today that I know that I am invited to, it's only two meetings we have for the year. Mm-hmm. I can tell you that much. So, so again... when you're elected... Mm-hmm. I was about to say, when you're elected to the executive, how are you going to make changes so that these meetings are held on time and meetings, notes and so on are passed around to all members, whether they're present or absent? Well, the lady that will be heading the new executive, once she is elected, because she is a true leader, we are not in office as yet, and we have our meetings, information being sent out. We are part of a WhatsApp group, and if when the message is sent out to the group and uh, let's say somebody might not read the WhatsApp, whoever read it will do a follow-up phone call. And that's me. I love to do that because sometimes it's not everybody close to their computer or they have a busy day. I'll just pick up my phone. Oh, we're having a meeting tomorrow. You know, because I always believe you can't just leave it up to social media. You have to do a follow-up call. And with Miss Scouts at the head, I can tell you it will be a different kettle of fish because when myself and her got on the executive, we went there to work. We went there. We, pre- we, we presented ideas. You know, because I am coming from the basketball background because I was the general secretary for basketball for three terms. And I know 
what it is to send out correspondence, make sure everybody is up to date with what's going on. So I know when we get in there, all these things will be done. Thank you. Okay. I'll come back later after all the Anyone else wanted to ask me? Anyone else? How about you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me? Me, yeah uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, Say name. Say name. Say name, then. Okay. Yeah, my name is Audrey Watson. Say Audrey, I come after him. Go ahead. Audrey, go ahead. Audrey Watson. I am Miss Cote. Oh, no, Miss Cote. Um, team. A member of the team. Just say Just say Right. Just say yeah, yeah. I heard you made a mention about the social media thing there. Um, for instance, I'm, I'm having the same problem now. My my email, I haven't received any email for over two weeks now. It just just stopped. <laughs> 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 it just stopped again. Yes, that's why I know what you're talking about, um, Mr. Francis. Yeah. Yes. So so things are the, the, the personal thing. The follow up for you with a phone call is where very important uh, you know when yes. going on anything mm-hmm. yes yes that's what that's what all i want to say just a comment oh, oh just a comment yeah. okay oh, okay um you have- mrs arlene um I'm, first of all i'm telling you i'm calling you in the states and i'm in the states also all of us in the state but i'm calling for the most beautiful city in florida and that's lot of hill florida <laughs> and that's next about five minutes away I'm about five minutes away from the cricket stadium. And I'm also from the most beautiful village in Antigua, which is English Harbor. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. you, you, you know, one of, my prob- one of my problems, when I left school, I think I left school in 1980 or something like that, I go to Cup Cross School. And we uh-huh. were the last set of people that play cricket in the Cup Cross School. Cup, um, it never go no further. The go- I mean, the government itself never really put the... Imp- to me, infrastructure for like, I mean, to these kids, especially when playing cricket, cricket and football. And like, uh-huh. I'm watching, sometimes I come home and I see, see, see out there, I don't see them kids playing football or nothing like that. So what are you going to do for the school to help bring, um, build back up the sport that we lost so much? Because I know a lot of schools probably in Antigua that does not even have a field to play football, uh, football rather worse with the cricket. And that's why I think when you said it, a lot of young kids are in sports. When I come home, honest, I don't really see. I see a lot of them in um, basketball. In, when you're going to send you, I see basketball. But the cricket field and the football field is just like most likely to me is it's empty. I know different parts in Antigua they play, but I don't know what they're doing with the school to help build the, the cricket and the football, especially you into football, the football back into to there. So, what would you do when you go in there, for, for, especially for the school that, um, that don't have a, even play football at all whatsoever? Okay, but you know, um, you, um, how, let, me, let me put it this way, because the school is the school and the association is the association. What I okay. think should happen, what I think should happen, the association and the school should be one. What we are talking, our group is talking right now, when we get in, we would have to collaborate with the school. And I always think once you have uh, an association, they are supposed to, to me, run the the sporting for all schools. They are supposed to be one. 
if you understand what I'm saying. So we have to, as I said to Ms. Coates and the other members also, see fit that we should go to the school. Once we get in there, we should go and have, have a sit-down with the schools, with the ministry or whoever, the people that over the the... the the school sporting system because you have Porridge Benjamin. He is the coordinator for schools football. So we as an executive, when we get in there, we need to go and sit and have a talk with him to see the way that we can, you know, bring back the, because as you said that when you go home, you don't see nobody playing no football and there's a lot of schools in Antigua. Right, and I think the association should be really ahead of that. That's my thinking. Others might say it not, but I think the association should head all this sporting bodies. Yes, we definitely need a sporting back in school. Man. Okay. Yeah, but I, I, they, they have a lot of, I think, um, football now in the school is high now. I can tell you that because, to me, basketball in my days, basketball was booming. But, you know, I can remember the late Fitzroy Brand. He used to, every summer, take a team to Milwaukee. But since he's not the school coordinator no more, that hasn't happened. I can tell you that. And the basketball, especially in the female part of it, we don't even have a female league no more. Wow. So it's the school. Well, they have a school league, but to say you to have the female league, like what I used to, when I used to play, you know, because I represent my country like three times in basketball. Wow. Yeah, represent my country in netball. Even netball, too. Let me say kudos to Karen Joseph, a number two top shooter. She's the president of netball right now, and I sit on that executive. And let me tell you, since she gets on, COVID comes, we don't really get to execute what we want to execute. But I can tell you this, our team will be traveling to... St. Martin to keep our ranking going because since COVID, we don't get to play no sports. And since netball went dormant for all those years, the netballers end up start playing softball cricket because that's what I went to after netball went dormant. Basketball, female basketball, same thing. Because the last time I know, we represent, is like, how much years now? 20 what? 18 or 16, somewhere there. When I represent my country, the last country we went to, it was Puerto Rico. And that's the end of our senior woman basketball team. Well, okay. Arlene, let me... Do you have one question? Oh, one more question because we are coming at the end of the... Yes. Can I get a, can I get a follow up? Um, Ali, 
how many members are on the board and how many of those members are female? And the final question is, are the women on the board, executive board, are they taken seriously or are they being ignored or discriminated against by the men on the board? Well, um, I can tell you when the president won in 2017, he said that he's the first ever president that has five females on his executive. So it's five females and four male under ABFA executive. But again, <laughs> let me say this, a few of us is pushed at the side. All female. You know, it's five female. Yep. Again. The, the, the female views, are they taken seriously on the board? Well, some of us is not. Some of us, let me say this. Some of us is not, and I'm not going to sugarcoat. Some of us is not. Because, again, when I went on the executive, is to work to better the sport and especially the youth and the female program. Those two, to me, wasn't where they were supposed to be. I'm telling you that. I went there. I hear a lot of people saying people go on executive for personal gain. But trust me, there's no personal gain for me. Because one, I don't play the sport, but I know I have ideas that I can put forward for the betterment of the sport. But again, sitting on the executive with the president that we have and some of the members that, because, you know, you have some people class, some of us as upper class and lower class. I don't class people upper nor lower. I have everybody the same. We might not have the same educational background, but I know they always say is not those that book smart are the smartest ones. But I know you have to have a little of this. You have to have the street one. In, I hate to ask you this, but I'm going to ask you to make a final wrap. We're coming in time, and we, 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 we are running short of time. So why don't you give us mm -hmm. your final thoughts, you know, your final appeal to the general public. Tell them whatever you want to say. You have about five minutes to do that. And okay, all I'm, asking, all I'm asking the 62 clubs or teams that we have in Antigua, Look within for the past 12 years that Everton Battle Gonzalez, been the president. Have they seen any changes? Do they want changes? And uh, Barbara Coates, I think personally, some say she's not ready, but I think she's ready to take the lead. You don't have to play a sport to run a sport. Administration, 
Action is the key. Okay, so I'm just asking the clubs. We made our presentations to the clubs, and I hope they look at it, think hardly on it, and Barbara Coates and her team whenever the election is called. We, 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 we're going to wish you all the best, you and your team, all the best. And um, we obviously have to bring you back when we can give you some more time. But as you know... Sure, no problem. ...in which we do most of our um, programming on Sundays is devoted to cricket. So we have quite a bit of topics left oh. to be covered. So we thank okay. you. We thank you all. And uh, when once we arrange to have you back, we'll tell you what time and that we can have you. No problem. Week. And thanks for having me. Thanks for having me again. Deeply appreciated. Thank you so much. And, and let me say something there. Arlene, I hope one day when I'm in Antigua, I get to meet you, but it will have to be in a cricket team because anytime some international cricket day, I always, once I'm home, I'm there. Oh, I don't really, I don't, love I'm cricket. Not football, I'm not a football fan. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not really a football fan because I still play football, but cricket, 24 hours. So hope one day I see you down in Antigua. And I just wish you all and the best I'm, and hope, I just want to wish, wish you all the best and just hope you get to win um, the position that you're looking for and do the best for Antigua Football Association. Thank and you very much. Can I? Josiah, go ahead. All the best. I'm just going to say, call your name one more time. Arlene Josiah, she's on Barbara Coates' team. So, folks, you hear it here. She wants all the folks in Antigua that are voting, all the clubs, to vote for her. Good luck, Arlene. God bless you. Thank and you, you, guys. Yes, you're welcome. Bye-bye. Okay. Thank you. Bye. There we have it. We had Arlene Josiah, a member of the team of Barbara Coates, and she's making a strong push to become the next executive on the Antigua Football Association. So, as we were saying, Mr. Jatin, why don't you continue from where we left off? Um, uh, not much. I covered all all main topics there. Yes, okay. So anything well, the other well, panelists have, we can talk. Yes, indeed. Virgil, what, 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 what happened to Pakistan? Uh, they just get outsmarted by... Um, who they play against them? Well, that was Australia. Australia really play hard in the game. I mean, everything comes down to when you had a last two over, anything can happen. Man. As I said, it's the best team that turned up that day. And win the game. Sorry that it wasn't in the final, but, you know, just part of life. Let's wish okay. them all the best. Mm-hmm. New Zealand, my other team today was New Zealand, and they go down to. So, <laughs> I'm on both losing sides. But all I was right. happy for those two teams, though. Uh, oddly, we didn't get your take on the finals today. Why don't you tell us what your take uh, you have on the finals? Uh, I, I, t- I tell you, it, um, I got, to, got some time to just look over the scores and stuff like that. Because as I, as, you know, I told you earlier, I've, I've been out. And, um, yeah, but um, I'm disappointed that, that, that um, New Zealand did not win it, uh, win it all either. Because um, what, I, what I was looking forward to is having New Zealand winning the test championship. Um there there were no doubt in the in the fifty overs world world world, world cup. And uh, in this one again they were they were outplayed in the finals. 
but I was looking for them to win it that I, I could, you know, I want to use this quote. The farmer whipping boys are now whipping all the rest of the boys. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, that, that did not come out. But, you know, we, we have to look at them. And, and J, as Jason um, Jensen mentioned in his um, presentation earlier, because um, New Zealand once, they were floundering at the, at the bottom of the, the, the test standing, you know, not too long ago, right? Um, it was since Bangladesh and Zimbabwe came on that they, they were elevated, you know, so to speak. And um, they have really put on some classical performances, you know, over the past years. And in the Test Championship in India, um, which, of course, I had heavily favoured also uh, to win the championship. And they went and, and, and they, they put a clubber in and, and Australia, I mean, India. And and they, they beat England in, in in England as well, you know. So they, so they have been they have been doing a number on a lot of teams, and as as I've said before, they won they, they won the the um, Test Championships. They they, they they could have also won the the, 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 the World Cup 50 overs, and this one now they came second again. So all kudos. To the, to the runner-up, you know, um, because they've been doing well consistently. But, you know, the champions, Australia, um, they, they weren't doing, in, in the first part of it, you're wondering if they're going to make it or, or what. But, uh, you know, they, they came when, when it said things come to bump, you know, they came up trumps. And, um, you know, they, 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 they are rejoicing today. But no New Zealand, you don't have to hang your head in shame because I tell you, I tell you guys, you have played some great, great uh, cricket in this T20 tournament. So kudos to all. Good tournament. Gentlemen, New Zealand, not New Zealand, but Ireland is coming to the USA December. Jason, do you know anything about that? That you can fill us in? Anything? About yes, we already covered that one last weekend. And it's yes. again, this will be a series in uh, South Florida that uh, first time the full-time member Ireland is coming to USA. Until this time, we never had an opportunity to see a full-time nation coming into the play. Besides that, India, West Indies, T20, and some other the ODIs, but never against the USA team. So this will be the yeah. huge one for uh, everyone, actually. And uh, most likely, it will benefit more to the USA team because if we have to go up, we need to play against the highest competitive teams available to us. And that is what this Ireland is offering to USA Cricket, that they'll be the first touring team as far as the full-time members concerned. And it's a very good uh, uh, schedule going on in December. It's the right time when the schools are off. And it will be the very promising series because Ireland is doing very, really well in international cricket. And uh, our USA team is uh, coming up together very well lately, I will say. And uh, this will be the good time to test where we stand. And it will, again, it's not about winning or losing, but it will be the opportunity to improve. Mr. Patel, where you say the game will be playing? What is that? World Lauderdale, Power County Stadium. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> but they, how, how about that? But they all will be arrive in Port Lauderdale. How about that? That's the only airport out there. <laughs> well, yeah, probably they probably they arrive. Some, some will arrive in maybe Palm Beach or maybe Miami too at the airport. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but they still will be playing in the beautiful city of Lauderdale. Anyhow, you yep, put it. Yep. Yep, 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 it's yep, already yep. flagged, that, and that, it that, looks that, like that. the schedules are going on. Looks like the preparation yeah. is already started. Some logistics works, and it will be the very good series, I will say. Anyone down there need mm-hmm. to take time off and uh, go for this game. You know, not find this game uh, more often. It's happening first time. Yeah, it's it's it's, yeah. it's really it's really good for the game. It's really good for the game for US game. So. We, we just hope we just enjoy it and whatever it is and people turn out to watch the game. But the only problem is, you know, sometimes what happens, everybody thinks that, oh, it's on the website. If you don't know a website to go on, you will never know. Because even when international, other international games come here, people live close by and don't even know the game is playing. Everybody says it's on the website. People who follow the website will know it's on the website. But if you don't follow the website, you wouldn't even know. So they need to find another way to advertise this game instead of just put it out on, on social media because other, other people, is not everybody. And if you don't have, especially, you can put it out on social media, but if you don't have a website to look into, you would not know game playing down here. Dennis, you have a question? Yes. Yeah, yeah uh, I think um, Virgil was asking about where it's being played. And as uh, Jay Tinnock pointed out, Florida. But what's interesting is the start time uh, for, for, for the matches on this December the 22nd, it will be at 2 p.m. local time start. And on the 23rd, it will be a 7 p.m. local time, uh, sort of day and night match. And then the first ODI, those are the T20s. The first ODI will start at 10 a.m. local time on the 26th. The second ODI will start at 2.30 p.m. and become a day-night match. And the final ODI on the 30th of December, again, will start at 2.30 and become a local time day-night match. So it's, it's important that people get the time down so they can plan their day and night. The 2.30 game allows 7 p.m. and then the 2.30 game allows you know, extra time for people to get an opportunity to go and see what's going on there. And in order to reciprocate the planning, uh, U.S. men's team visit to Ireland sometime in the next three years. So, again, you know, depending on how well they do, I guess it might come sooner or later. That's back to you. Okay, thank you for that. Well, why that long wait? Um, my question would be, why that long wait? Why wait for three years? Um, as it is right now, we know that they are not in the, the, the top bracket, so to speak. But um, they, they are being, whenever matches are being played, they are called internationals, you know. So why, why not um, allow them to reciprocate um, sometime like maybe next year? Keep, keep it current, it, keep it hot. It, it says in the next three years, and I suspect strongly that's because previously the West Indies not West Indies, I'm sorry, the USA team administration cricket was in a, another place. And I think now that things okay. are more organized as of this year, now that things are more organized and it's obvious that uh, the United States is taking off, I think they require time now to make the full arrangements 
So this is why it's in the next three years. So it may come sooner rather than later, in my opinion. Okay. Okay. It's not only that. The all international tours are, they usually keep enough time rather than stay yeah, tight yeah. on timing. Three years mm-hmm. doesn't mean they're going to wait two years and do it. And also there's right. a situation, you don't want to play back-to-back immediately. So I'm not expecting... After the Ireland visit, USA, USA team might be heading there within six months. I'm not expecting that. So what happened this year, that gives like two and a half years of window where we need to look at the Ireland schedule as well as the USA cricket team's budget mm-hmm. side to see the tour can be possible. So this three-year term is a kind of window they buy so they can have enough time to plan ahead. Otherwise, it's not a strictly like we're going to do the series after two years. No, it could be within three years at any time when a situation permits. That requires the airline's availability. They must host the USA, number two. Number three, we must have the open window to visit them beyond yeah, our that's normal schedule. And then the top of that, there is a budget issue. So that is the reason they buy this time, like three years. So it can happen next year or maybe two years down the road. Yes, I got it. From you said that time window, I got it. Yes. Another important issue here, Leon, is that this series, Ireland coming to the USA, precedes Ireland's scheduled World Cup Super League series with the West Indies, which will be played in the Caribbean in January. So I guess they're kind of, it wouldn't surprise me if Ireland's moving on to, well, at some point anyway in the new year, to play the West Indies for the World Cup, yes. you know, the Super League. And, and talking about tours, Britain and, and others, Pakistan, no, Australia is due to visit Pakistan, the first tour in 24 years. When, 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 when are we going to see India playing Pakistan in, in, a, in a tour outside of India and outside of Pakistan? We're just playing in the, in the ICC tournament. And how 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 are the folks thinking think, thinking about um, Pakistan, Australia going to Pakistan? They, you, you you just give me an idea what's going on in India in terms of um, of uh, uniting. Well, this is the, yeah, this is the we call it the bilateral series between the two countries and the two board decides right. So if the Australia is visiting Pakistan, means Australia has to decide and give the authority to the team to travel Pakistan. Most likely the protocol is usually the same. They might send a couple of guys before the tour to look into the situation in terms of the security and arrangements, right? And that is like normal protocol that, uh, nowadays, especially when the teams are visiting South Asian country. And after that, it can go ahead and the tour. It was the same thing happened with the England. But uh, after that uh, security concern, they backed out, right? So that's uh, one thing no one can control. But it's a very good thing to see that the team like Australia can visit the Pakistan after a long time. And that can definitely support the Pakistan Cricket Board to... Uh, generate the revenue they need to keep up with these sports, right? Playing uh, outside Pakistan is a sort of uh, 
temporary solution to play against a different country to play in the middle east who do not want to visit pakistan but they eventually the biggest boost and the most interesting thing for the local fans is to foreign teams come to their place and play and that is what the pakistan is trying their best to invite teams and let's hope if the australia too can be possible and it will be the huge i see the schedule they all will be playing uh, on just one particular ground and area entire series which is okay so the team don't have to travel different part of the country and uh, look into the different arrangements but uh, when you say india pakistan i will say is not within our control and uh, we can't even think about it how mm. these uh, two boards can get along and what are the uh, platform they can provide for the future where these both teams can play either in india or pakistan it's a uh, probably long shot at the moment because uh, from the operative side nobody's talking about it so that uh, looks to me they are least interested in that kind of thing right and they are only care about this uh, uh, if you look at the bcci they are more concerned about their ipl and now pakistan started their own uh, premier league so this is a ongoing thing and uh, next year will be the more difficult to find the time for the bilateral series between any country because now we have extended schedule for the ipl and then we got the england series and then we can have south africa series now these are the addition to the australia bangladesh uh, and uh, west indies cpl series so basically the calendar is looks like a really tight very hard to find a open window for a couple of weeks where the two countries can play big series Yeah I just want to bring to attention that when the West Indies ladies team played in Pakistan recently I I'm going right now over 8 officers squad teams and special forces were assigned to do the protection of the of the players so I think that's a good sign a sign in a good in direction and um, New Zealand pulled out of the tour um, it didn't go down too well as well as England so we we hope we hope that that these things can be addressed and uh, i don't know if when india goes have their meeting in december they're going to appoint a uh, ombudsman and the guys want to know what is the purpose of of that what what does that ombudsman does in india in india's uh, cricket Uh, ambusman leon is usually somebody that's independent from either party okay, is that is somebody that's impartial yeah you are yeah cuz no other country has that so no other country has that eh um we have um in 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 um you find that in jamaica we have we have a political ambusman for a long time you have this terribleer cricket no Cricket. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's where I'm, I'm, I'm coming from. The summer that is right, independent, impartial, right in there, and he, he really made the decision. We make decisions on X, Y, Z after, after complaints are gathered and stuff like that. I have a question yeah, I really, for. Uh, I really think, I think they need somebody like that because you, you, you need to get politics out of cricket, and you can't have somebody in there because. 
I'm, I'm, I'm on your side as a politician, and I'm going to just do what you want to do. You have to leave. The cricket and the politics have to be completely separated. And if you have that to happen, believe you, we will have one of the most, I think, the best world cricket that we ever see because country can play against country without no problem. We have to leave the politics out of it because the politics is what destroying our cricket. And issues as well too. Yeah, easily. If he, he makes a decision and he's he full stop, nowhere. If but he's a decision, and go ahead. My my question is, you you mentioned the uh, the ombudsman, but I thought you said the ombudsman was being um, appointed by the DCCI, and if that is the case, maybe Coach Jatin can explain a little bit more clearly exactly how is the role of that ombudsman on the DCCI appointment? Is it to deal with politics? Is it to deal with questions relating to the the, the um, IPL? Is it to deal with other countries? Exactly. This is why there's a question mark being raised. From what you can state, I understand. Well, in, a, in a, my opinion, in my opinion, the board has so many things on their own table and where everyone is involved to do to do their uh, roles and responsibilities. At the same time, there's a political side which can influence or interfere the business you do, right? So in this situation, again, it's my opinion, this particular person will come into the place where they look around all logistics and possibilities and all hurdles out there and come out with some sort of a proposal, what is the best thing they can do for the cricket? And where the board members has to decide whether to move on with the suggestions and feedback provided by this person. I call it, this is kind of advisory level situation, like a consulting can be independent and may have just a very limited responsibility. Maybe a two or three major items they need to look into. Not everything out there for cricket. Board can handle it. But when there is the issues comes and board is not able to focus on those particular issues, there is the where point they have to have some independent people to look into and think about it and come out with the good suggestions. So this, uh, this is a good initiative, I will say. Number two, it's a good gesture by the BCCI. Like they are not uh, uh, like uh, keeping this thing away. We can't say they are not concerned about it. They do. And that is the reason this is the movement they are trying to make to see what are the things they can do or what this independent person come out with the solutions which the board is not able to see or not able to see as a feasibility, you know? Mm -hmm. So th those are the good things. And again, I'm hopeful that some sort of plan should be coming up. Number two, this person is coming at the moment when they're expanding the IPL. So in my opinion, this person also will be involved to sue the schedule because they're going to need larger window to accommodate those two more teams in next year IPL. And that can disturb or shake up some of the schedules in international cricket. 
Yes, indeed. Let's welcome Simon. Simon, welcome. Where and were a very you? good evening to you, Mr. President. And I hope that we are all on the same page here. Uh, Dennis, good evening to you, Cardinal, if you are with us. Virgil, Mr. Patel, Jetna, Ivor Henry, Mr. Mackenzie, all our faithful listeners all over the world. Hope you're all with us this evening for a lively discussion once more. Have yes. a wonderful evening, everyone, and a wonderful week. Pleasure to be with you once again. We're waiting for your question you, uh, with bated breath. Let's Give it to us. For my question here, let me read it out to you. Question for the night is, how many test wickets did Wasim Akram take in his career? I'm going to repeat it. How many test wickets did Wasim Akram take in his test career? And for bonus points, which country did he play for? I know the last part first. Pakistan, I would say 385. Okay. I'm guessing. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's okay. We are all here to learn. Who is next? Audley, you. Virgil, no, 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 okay. no. You know something? I was going to say 380, but since you said 385, I'm going to go down a little bit lower than that. Uh, 350, 350, Pakistan. But we okay, take a lot more than that. I think it was in the 400. Yeah, thank you, Virgil. Dennis, no open book, folks. No open book. Just step from your head. If you, if you don't know it, you don't know it. This is Virgil. Dennis is muted. Um, Mr. Um, Go Leon. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Audley. Okay. I, I, I remember when, when Haranga Hirat took his 430-yard wicket that he, he passes Wasim Akram. So he's uh -oh. uh, in the 430s. Uh, 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 when we say passes Wasim Akram as the, as the leading wicket taker, as a left-handed bowler. So yeah, I, know, I know he's in the 430s. Uh, about. Okay. Thank you so much, Audley. Then he says left us. So. Oh, okay. How about you, Virgil? I, I, I already said that, but I'm going to go above Audley. It's a 345. Oh. But I already, said, I already said something before, man. Yeah, Virgil gave his... Yeah, what about Ivo? Is Ivo with us? He's on, but not listening. I'm listening, but um, not able to be in with us. And uh, what about... Um, Mr. Patel? And Mr. Patel? I know that I'm he here. I'm here. I'm here. He cannot beat me on this one. He played for the Pakistan. He took 414 wickets. 21 sort of Kapil Dev's record of 435. Okay. Thank you so much. And um, we have um, Cardinal. Is Cardinal with us? Oh, no, no, no. No Cardinal. No Mr. McKenzie. Okay. And, and Jetna not with us yet. No, I know. Oh. Okay. Should I reveal my quest, my answer, Mr. President? Yes. Go right ahead. Okay. Um, Wazim Akram took 414 Test wickets in his career, 
and he played for a country called Pakistan. No so, right. Mr. Patel got both answers right. Head of the class, Mr. Patel, head of the class. Mm-hmm. All right. And now I know you're going to give me a very hard one, Mr. Patel, like how many players, I'm going to how many players on a team. <laughs> I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to ask you a question. It's, it's, it's not the hard one. It's not the hard one. Let's say, let's, I'll give you the easy one. How about this? Okay. 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 I, I think you and me both coming from the old generation where we see our legends were playing without helmets. Yeah. I have one quick question. Which yeah. World Cup yeah. introduced the helmet used as a mandatory as the official rules and regulation. Again, yeah. which World Cup where ICC made the helmet used as a mandatory? Okay. Okay, I'm going to go back now. I'm going to check now. I'm not going to be like Virgin. I'm not going to look at the computer. I'm going to check in my brain and see. Uh, we are now in the 2021. Clue is here. Clue, the clue is here. Clues is here. First three World Cup, no. Yeah. The two West I'm, Indies I'm one going to go back. India one, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go back a little bit now, Mr. Patel. I'm going to go back a little. And I'm going to say it was about 2018. I was, I was going to say about 2018. I'm not going to look at my computer. I'm going to be honest. I'm going back to my brain. I'm checking it. And I'll say about 2018. You're a thousand miles off. Helmet? Yeah. Helmet, yeah, helmet when it was compulsory. Long time before that. Long time before that. Compulsory? It was Virgil, when the helmet was made mandatory by the ICC. Oh. They understand when the oh, when it started. Okay, Where? okay, mandatory. Okay, in, okay, in, okay. In the World Cup, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that's until what he pointed out. He said mandatory. Until 1987, yeah. until 1987, the World Cup in India, they played, it wasn't yeah. mandatory. Yeah. It means the player can bring the helmet if they want to. Right, and that's what we see in the first three World Cup. Plenty of legends played with the normal county caps, not the helmet. Right, and the Gavaskar right. was using a semi helmet type just yeah. to cover his uh, brain and ears, nothing else. Right, <laughs> but after yeah. 1987, one of the World Cup, they said, No, 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 if you're facing fast baller, make sure you have a helmet. Okay, <laughs> and I, I, I said, I guessed. 2018. No, Simon, it was way before 2000. How about that? Okay, let's go back to 1990. There was no World Cup in 1990. 1992. Yeah, you got close now. That was the World Cup when they played in New Zealand and Australia. Yeah. Put it this way. Richard retired at 1991, right? Yeah. <laughs> and he played all three World Cup and he never wear helmets, so you have to be yeah. after that. Yes. Yeah. Okay, right. so, um, so it was it was a ninety two when they played New Zealand or Australia. That was the first time they say it's, it's yeah. because of the wickets in the Perth at the Brisbane, they say no, we need to have the helmet. Same thing they were playing half of the World Cup in New Zealand. Yeah. So it was the first World Cup, the headgear become a Kind Mandatory. of uh, safety protocol. They say yeah. hey, every player must wear just to be safe. That's it. Yeah, I get. It. But uh, you know, because if you, if you keep it like it is, 
And if you want to wait or you don't want to wait, I don't think it'd be fair for all of the players. So even even it's uh, mandatory means is not then forced by the empires. Let me tell you other way. Even after that uh, mandatory ruling came out, yeah. it is still the batsman's option. They can yeah. play with the cap or yeah. with the helmet. But the ICC recommends highly that yeah. you protect your head and keep the helmet like that. So even we say mandatory doesn't mean that, that everybody has to wait. Yeah, they still left the option open, and this is the World Cup where yeah. they allowed the keepers to wear the helmet. If they need it, they can have the helmet. Before that, it wasn't allowed to have a helmet for the keepers. I understand. But what I'm thinking is that it wouldn't be fair, some with helmet and some without, because the helmet to me is more of a burden, you know, uh, I, I can run and move around much more quickly without the helmet. So it no, would be, wouldn't be so. fair if some had it and some didn't. Just like uh, Virgil said that um, Richards never wore a helmet and he was one of the best batsmen in the world in our time. Yeah, but you know something. That well, the, helmet well, doesn't well, come, the helmet doesn't come a burden. <laughs> no, no, let me, let helmet me go helmet is good one. for people that um, like the, the wicket keeper. Um, at, at a fast bowler, are, are sometimes I don't know if you use that spin bowler when they're standing up to the wicket, but um, it's for it's for like guys who are feeling close up to, to the batsman, like when they're under pressure. And yeah. So just in case they, they swing the bat and they, they, they'll you know turn the back or anything like that, kick the back of the helmet or anything like that. So yeah. it's not like um, ordinary fielders who just run around with helmets. No, it's not like that. Kind of. no, no, it's not a burden. So, uh, so that, 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 that becomes anyway, not a burden whenever they use it. Becomes that's, a protection, that's what I would think. <laughs> I would think that would be a burden for you to be running with that thing on your head. They are now allowed to have the silly point and short leg guy to have a helmet. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Let's welcome Jasna. Jasna, good afternoon. That's, good evening. That's where the computer is. <laughs> good evening, Jasna. Yes, good evening, everybody. How's everybody doing? Everybody's fine, Jasna. Nice to hear your voice. We missed you last here. week. Yeah, I had to go for it. Yeah, sorry about that. I should have uh, let earlier know. But um, we had uh, our New Year party, the Indian New Year party, so I was there. Yeah. But we wanted to try with you last week, but <laughs> we wanted to try. So, 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 Jetna, I didn't know my birthday comes already. Um, I'm a New Year guy, so how come that uh, you're having birthday for me and I didn't know? <laughs> oh, oh, happy birthday, belated one. I'm sorry, I missed yeah. it, huh? <laughs> well, I have to say, if, it, if, it, if it's New Year's, I have to be in the Chinese New Year's, Indian New Year's, everything. Yes. <laughs> oh, I see. Uh, so sorry, what, I missed it. Happy birthday to you. Yeah, what, what's your right. from the ladies' side of the world, cricket world? Ladies, cricket world, the qualifiers are going to be going to Zimbabwe pretty soon. Mm. That's the news we have so far for women. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I wanted, and then I wanted to ask you a question because it happened. We asked you this question before. I don't think you remember it. If, if the ball hits the, the stumps, a ball holds the ball, it hits the stumps, the bales 
went up in the air, the lights went on, and it fell right back in the groove. Is the batsman out? Are they checking the no ball and everything? Yes, uh, uh, provided it's a no ball, yes. I'm just asking Simon to see if he knows that. Because we asked him before. Simon, are you with us? Yeah, I'm listening to you. I'm listening. I'm saying. You say if the ball hits the stump and the bales are dislodged. No, the bales yeah. are dislodged and they drop right back into their grooves. Yes. Yeah. man out. No, I would say the bales must be on the ground. I would say the bales no. should be on the ground for him to be out. You no. sure? Absolutely sure? Yes, that's what I'm thinking, yes. Because, um, yeah, the, bo- the bales must be on the ground man to be out. Uh, for the player, I shouldn't say man. Uh, forgive me, um, Jetna. I shouldn't say the man. I should say the player should be... Should be not out. You see, Jetna, in my time, the only men playing cricket, so you have to forgive me. I'm an old man, you know. I'm, I'm not a teenager like you. Let me hear from Virgil. Virgil, say something else? Did you? No, no, I'm saying something else. If you said it, it ball had the bills, you never said the bills have to be on the ground. It, sometimes I know it the bills will rise up and it falls right back in, but, it, but both, both parts doesn't come out. But if you go up in the ear, the umpire have time to make the call before the base come up down. So you're saying the man is no. over? You're saying yeah, the man no. is over? Yeah. Leon? Wait, wait. No. Wait, wait. Oh, wait a moment. Let's hear from Leon. Virgil. <laughs> Let's hear from Virgil. Virgil, are you saying the man is out? Yeah, you say the base go up in the air and then yes. fall right back in inside the there. Pool. In the groove. Yeah, you say he's out. <laughs> no. How long will it take the umpire to give him out? Okay, okay, no, okay. No, no. Finish, come in then, come in. Leon. Simon was right. Bail, the bail, Simon is correct. The bail must be completely dislodged for the batsman to be out. If, if it pops up and back, back, it's not dislodged because it's still up. So it must be completely dislodged for the batsman or the bat, batter, I should say. For the batter to be out, it has to be completely dislodged. Yeah, but he that's said, what I thought. The go up in the air. Yeah, and just rise up. But, but, he, all, but he did no. also say it no. fell back into place, right? So that's a, that's what this like temporarily, but it went back in the groove. So it, it, yeah. right. So so it's back in place. Yes, it must be completely dislodged, um, Virgil. It cannot, you know, even if it comes back down, it's not dislodged. Completely dislodged, which means it has to be on the ground or get stuck in the wicket keeper's pads or something, or the batsman's right. pads, as long as it's dislodged completely. Yeah, that's, that's what but, I thought, Dennis. Uh, that's I, what I'm I, still I, far away with that. Yeah, yeah that, that, that's, that's that? it, Virgil. Virgil, that's so. That's the first time you ever get one wrong. So, huh. so that's, that's not that one sounds, that one sounds strange, though. That's not too bad. No, no, sir. If you go a foot, if you go a foot or two feet up in the air and then come right back it, down the stairs, back inside it, it, it doesn't matter the height. It doesn't matter the height. As long as it falls back, it, it fall back in place, <laughs> didn't touch the ground, that's fine. 
You know what I'll do next time when I'm batting? I'm going to get a rubber band and tie on it. <laughs> oh, when you hit it, run. you fall off and pull right, pull right back inside here. Yeah. <laughs> let let me update the real story. This incident happened, I believe, in the first IPL session this year when the Jafra Archer was bowling to MS Dhoni. What happened, The one of the bales did dislodge. Light did turn on, but the bales did not go on the ground. And then it was the controversial because a lot of people talked about it and I believe over the summer, a lot of legends and a lot of cricketers and commentators were pushing for the law change. The new law supposed to be, as soon as this lights up, the batsmen should be out. The reason for that, the new bells they are using with the lights are really heavy bells than the regular bells. So if his lights up, there is a strong possibility it can come back on stumps and stay in a position where it was, rather than falling on the ground. But then the light was introduced to the automatic sensor in terms of the boats during the run-out stumping, as well as when the ball is passing through the stumps to see the ball has any impact directly with the stump, and that is what it lights up. And the base does lift up and dislodge, but may not fall on the ground. So I believe, in my opinion, I'm with the other commentators and legends. As soon as it lights up, batsmen should be out. And this will change the laws. That's for sure. What should be, but not what is. That's, what, that's your opinion, what should be, but not what is. Because, for instance, a person can be batting and step back on his thumb, and the thumb light up. But then the bees, the bees did not get the flood. So, so you're going to say the cricketer should be out too? You but know, right so now, don't. That, because right that, now, the bells need like to be on the ground. Yeah, right now, yeah, the bells need to be on yeah. the ground. But the yeah. new rule is supposed to be as soon as the bell lights up, it's done. Yeah. It's I, don't I, don't I, don't support, I don't support that rule. I don't support but, that rule because... You hardly... Know, Remember you, yeah. say, remember you saying oh, the new bears that I have is heavy. So that means that the old-time bears are going to fall out very it easy. Ma- it, do- it doesn't matter. To me, it, do- to no. me, it doesn't matter what I'm, what I'm no. saying. Um, a, 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 a batter could be batting, right? And he stepped back um, and, and his stump. He uh, just touched his stump and, you know, the whole thing just lights up. So, and, but the bail remained there. So... There's the whole thing is that the bill has to be removed, and the same thing a batsman could be or a batter. I keep saying batsman nowadays is batter. So uh, somebody could be batting, and um, the cap fell off and 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 hit, and hit the stumps or the bill, and 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 it, it it lights up, but then it did not remove. So how are you going to say he, he should be out? I understand where Mr. Patel is coming to talk about the new rules, what they want to bring. But I, I, I don't I don't agree with it. The light is just I think like um it's like uh, to put a part of the T twenty and T ten excitement. You know, the whole camaraderie and the, the festivities of the game. So I, I personally believe that it should remain the same. When the bail is removed completely, that's when the money's out. It doesn't matter if it if it brushed or whatever, it, 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 and, and it all lights up. 
I, I don't agree that you should be out. So let me ask so, Simon one question now. If if only one bail is, is dislodged, is the man out? Oh yeah. If one oh, sorry, bail. Sorry, you said Simon. <laughs> sorry, you said Simon. Sorry. <laughs> one no bail dislodged and and is underground. Yeah, the man is out. Yes. But if one bail was dislodged, yeah, he's out. He's out. Back in place, and the other one was not. And he falls on the ground. Yes, he's out. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. It's, it's one rule I want them to change now, and I hope they change it as soon as possible. I mean, because this is umpire call. This is yes, the most I heard ridiculous. They talk about mm-hmm. I heard really, they talk about really ridiculous. A couple days ago. Li- it's going to change. Okay, listen this. It's going to change. Yeah, listen this. You bowling yeah. hardly, me bowling, okay? I bowl four balls, and I appeal four times, and the, um, the ball umpire set out, and the ball clipping the stump. The four time and I get four wickets. Now you you bowling now. You 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 appeal to the umpire and four time and the umpire said not out and the ball clicking clipping the stump just like how my ball clipping stump and you don't get those and wickets. Four time you're not out. You <laughs> and you were four time not out. You understand? So I think whether it's clipping or not, if it, if the umpire said out, it's clipping, you're out. Yeah, yeah, you they say, are looking at it. They are looking they are looking yeah, at then, it. Now yeah, then, then, yeah, yeah, then yeah, then they need to because I think use the technology. If you're using technology, you've got to go all the way with it, man, because it's going to be unfair for certain people because you can make four of that decision on one side and four against the other team on the other side for the same identical thing. Yeah. And you ever heard of a case um, where the ball went straight through the stumps without dislodging the bales? That has happened before. Long time ago. Yep. Yeah, yeah look, look, when you have the stump open wide, no, you, it the stump is a little bit wider than the ball. No, it, it can't go through the stump without oh, dislodging. No. Not, 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 not a legal way of setting the stump. You no, a long correct. time ago it used I to agree. happen then. When, well, when you go play now, no, sometimes when you nail the stump down yourself, the stump, the, 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 you can actually put a ball through the stump. Because it's really some, some of them no. live it too no. high. No. No. That, that's not no. a legal you, setting. You, that, that's not legally done. That's right. No, I'm that, saying, that I'm saying long time ago, when we use, in our local game where we play, normally some of the ground is hard, so you've got to put water in there. Sometimes when you nail the thing down, it's a little bit, one side will be a little but, bit wider. But it still wasn't right. right. It still wasn't right. It, no, that's it wasn't right. right. It you still play with it. And it do happen. Yeah. It do happen. But it would not happen, no. But it do happen before. Right. Yes. Yeah. Dread. Oh, yeah, yeah. Virgil, why do you say it can't happen now? Why do you say that? It no, because no, normally when they put down a stump, they have measurement that they put down a stump um, when, they, when they put the stump down. Now. So you're not going to get one wider than the, that one, one wider than the other. Okay, I got you. I got you. We're but, talking about Leon. the former days in the corrigoat creek, what we call corrigoat creek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, when you go under wet, to put down the stump, yeah. it do happen. Go ahead, Leon. For the record, the stump is exactly nine inches from one in, from one stump to the other. The width is the nine other, inches. Yeah. Yeah. And it's impossible, but, if it is properly pitched, it is impossible for the ball to go through without dislodging the stump. <laughs> nothing in the world is possible. No, nothing in the world is possible. Unless they use a ping pong ball. <laughs> what, what I'm saying, before, you know it's nine inches, but before, when you, use, when you used to play in the, 
whatever, 60, 40, something coming up there. Sometimes you go and just nail down your wicket, you put water in there to, op- yeah. to soften the hole. Sometimes some of the hole gets so wide that the, 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 yeah. the, the, the stump is wider, actually wider than the ball. It do happen a long time ago, but that's it, it, something will happen now. Because normally if an umpire yeah. out, they're going to make sure, you can make sure it's nine inches. You know, but before, long time ago, when you play cricket anywhere, I mean, these things this thing do happen, but nothing is impossible. Yeah. Virgil, yeah. I, I've seen currently, I've been umpiring for many years, and I've seen it happen in matches that I've umpired in where the ground was so hard that we had to put water in, and occasionally the stumps, the water pushes the stumps apart. So we have to take the stump out and correct it because... All umpires, at least in my circle, walk with a tape measure in his pocket or in his backpack. And he always uses that to measure the stumps to make sure it's correct. So it's impossible for it to be done this day and age without the umpire. No, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not talking about no. I'm not talking about no. I say even when we were playing school cricket, nobody have a measure tape to put on nothing. Nobody have a measuring tape. So it do happen. Many, many years ago. Now it would not happen. But years ago, when you're playing school cricket back home in your country, these things do happen. And sometimes we use some ball that's smaller. We use a two-piece ball, and the two-piece ball is smaller than the four-piece ball. Virgil, look at it this way. There's a wrong way and a right way to do everything. And it used to be done many times the wrong way. But I don't understand what you're saying. But I said it do happen. No, the only way a ball ball can go to something like that if you're you're bowling the golf ball. Yeah, but... (laughs) And that's not allowed when you're playing proper cricket. No, I know what I'm saying. It happened many, 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 many years. It could be 20, 30, 40 years ago. It do happen. But it would not happen now. Because you're going to go measure it and make sure. Because you, you know a two-piece ball, a two-piece ball is smaller than um, um, the four-piece ball, right? Yes. Okay, Virgil, I wanted to just bring up a, a couple of topics that we just want to comment to the panelists, right? One is the announcement of, of uh, Dwayne Bravo from International Cricket. He has retired. And the CWI Again? and... And the Republic Bank, they're going to launch a new five for fun children cricket format. That's number two. two. And number three is the coaching program. Western is host face-to-face component of high performance coaching program. Western is cricket board is to host a five or face-to-face component of high-performance coach program. Anybody wants to explain or comment on Bravo's uh, um, departure or retirement? He did so already, but this time it seems as if it's permanent. Anybody want to comment well, just, on that? Just, um, I'll pick it up here. Just like any other, just like any other sport, uh, one has the his own within his own prerogative to resign and unre, and resign and then resign again. Look, look in boxing. How much time Ali um, resigned? Uh, re, he retired or retired rather? Yeah, not resigned. Retired. Look, how much time Ali retired from boxing and come back and you know um, Mayweather and you know I mean then you know you get the put the, 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 the right purse ahead of and then he's back back in the ring and things. So cricket is no exception. So one can. Re, 
one can retire and then unretired, you know, and, and stuff like that. And hopefully this, this time, um, I think this time, he's not going to come back to, to international cricket. He'll continue to play the circuit, you know, the T20 circuit all around the world, as long as he remains viable. And um, some, uh, you know, some team will always use him. You know, he has these special balls that he bowl and, and stuff like that. And he's a brilliant fielder and stuff like that. So uh, I wish him well as he continues to play the domestic circuits around the world. But I think this is it for him. JJ and, and who else? What about the, the face-to-face component of high-performance coach, coach program and the five-for-fun Five uh, for fun children cricket format. I've never heard of, of those two things before. Getting, uh, anyone can share the light on that? No, you need to explain that also. I can understand what's the five to five. Um, I, I don't understand what that is. I, I, I'm saying this is something new. Western's Cricket Board is introducing. The object is to, to let youngsters get fun while playing cricket. Jatin, you have heard of that before? And do you want to share some thoughts with us about it? Well, this uh, fun part is the basics, very standard worldwide by the ICC. It's been introduced in the entry-level program as well as the introduction program, right? It's all about uh, engaging more kids and let's have more participation, and they can create the fun environment. So that's a basic. There is nothing new, but it mm. may be new for the West Indies because it was never implemented or introduced as nationwide programs. So in terms of West Indies, I will say all CARICOM countries should be accepting that format to entry level. We call it the grassroots level. Let's have fun. Bring them for the cricket. That's one thing. Uh, high performance is another term. It's been in use very widely in the world cricket, but uh, it's uh, coming slowly to the West Indies side. And when we say high performance coaching, it's all about uh, under 19 and above players who are going for a professional careers or becoming an international star and expected to play for the West Indies. And that is what the program is developed to help those players at the highest level to be more competitive and prepared for the better competitions like that. So there are two different versions, and I believe it's a good time that the West Indies is looking at those options and bringing more legends into the system with those initiatives. It can definitely turn around the cricket for West Indies. And my final thing is to talk about the West Indies Cricket Board. I, it, it, I haven't seen a, a, um, a release, but it was announced by the CEO that the term for the selectors has been extended to the end of December, as well as the coaching staff, uh, the, the coach and his, his team until the end of December. What, what, what do panelists feel about the extension? Well, I tell you that uh, they are trying to trying to use the more time to organize in terms of the new selection panel, extending the time 
means they are giving extra time to the existing selection panel to work around and provide their best possible input. And at the same time, they are trying to buy some time here, extra month or two, so they can look into different uh, possibilities to see whom they can reach out and bring in the system which can be beneficial to it. It uh, comes to a very critical decision for the West Indies after this uh, World Cup fiasco, I will say. They mm-hmm. tried their best, but unfortunately things did not go well as expected by the many fans in West Indies. And I believe the administration has to be serious now to think about major changes. And those changes need, need to be in a short time or something quick fix. It's better to have some more time. It takes about think process, a little bit longer time. But if they do the good constructive work during this time and bring the good uh, essentials or components they need for the future development, that can be the benefit to them. Because now the old idea is gone. Until now, even I was expecting that West Indies need to go for the best talent available, including those... uh, IPL and CPL stars who are performing well and they need to be included. But uh, after this World Cup and the way they perform, I will say it's better to give the young players a chance and let's rebuild the cricket. Okay. So, uh, oddly, yeah. you and Dennis take over here for me. I've got a call here. Let me, let me check it out. And see. Okay. My, 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 my view on this is that the... Um, administrators are giving themselves they had thought of because of the preposterous performance it's likely that in most circles they would have just cleaned out as we've many people have had fans have advocated but because they have tournament tours planned for uh, early right, December right now we have the women in uh, Pakistan and next month, again, we have the West Indies going on to um, play uh, in uh, Asia. And, of course, England coming up in January. I think it would be a little bit of a, um, up, well, not upset, but to bring somebody in new at this stage, I guess. So they're, they're, they're trying to play cute, basically. They would have been gone, but they're giving them one last opportunity to meant or to get thrown out the door. So I, I, they should have already just cast the die and start anew. That's hardly back to you. Well, well, what I, what I'm looking at, Dennis, is um, uh, you 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 rightly pointed out that you, because of the short time, a relatively very mm-hmm. short time, um, for you, you have to replace those um selectors. And um, so many things going on right now with different touring parties and expecting the English men and, and so forth. It, it, it would be hard to, you know, just throw some people inside here. And, and then there wouldn't be much um, other games going on to say, okay, um, we have some tournaments and we're going to choose from those, from those guys that we'll be playing, you know, to choose, to choose from. So it, it's best to just let those guys stay in place and, um, you know, give them yeah, that, 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 that amount of time. This, this is the extra amount of time. 
to, to get things settled. And the next thing you would want to just um, in the middle uh, of a tour, upcoming tour, um, you, 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 you chain, you clean house and stuff like that. We have, we have done that uh, quite a few times and, and it, it, it didn't work out good for us. Although we didn't clean house in this, in this time where everybody and the outrage included on this program, you know, at the omission of certain players mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, yeah. we, we would have thought to be key players in, in a West Indies T20 team that were left on the sidewalk or, or, or just been in a reserve team. You know, those, things like those are, are to be looked at and say, look, man, some of these things are just inexcusable. And because of that, we'll have to um, really look at things differently. I agree. But then we have to do it in the right time. You can't just, you can't just clean house. Um, abruptly like that and then throw the whole thing in chaos. So I agree with a little extension. Let me say this. Let me say this. A couple of years ago when um, Cameron was running, when Cameron was in power, on this same show, I don't know if I'm the only one that was disagreeing with a lot of stuff that was going on because everybody was saying, okay, you got to get rid of the board. You got to get rid of the board. The board, the whole board won't change. I said, if you change the board, you change your whole complete board, you will still have the same problem with the players. Because it is not the board. Because at the same time, we have players that strike on a tour, walk off because they, they, their lawyer, we'll put it there, they represented a weeper, sign a contract for them, and all of a sudden now they want the board to get involved to deal with weeper, which the board could not do. Because that is just like their lawyer, okay? Right, they walk right. off two days, they strike. And everybody said they want the board change. Now it do happen. It was a shocker to hear that when the election, the whole complete board was changed. Everybody get their wish. And what happened? We go back to the same identical thing that, that was inside. So it was not the board that was causing all this problem. It was the players because the players is some selfish players. They're all about themselves. They're not thinking about West Indies cricket. They're thinking about what, what, themselves. And, and what, what as long as you don't... Virgil, Virgil, what we're focusing on now is really the, 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 the selection, the, 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 the guys yeah. who, the, the selectors. Because um, if, if I'm a cricketer and, I'm, and you select me to, to go on a tour, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on a tour, right? So I, I, I'm not talking about when they walk up to... We're talking about the, the, the selection panel... With, with, with some dubious um, omission that, that you know that everybody talk about. Why is this person absent? Why is this person there? Why is this you know and yeah. so forth? So so that, that's, that's really the problem. It's, it's not really yeah, clear. What they didn't select themselves. I, I understand that, but we had a board there and they wanted the board change. So whatever you change, you want and you get. You supposed to accept that because who was there? You want them out, and now you get people to do some crazy, yeah. ridiculous thing. Even um, yeah, yeah. I sorry that died. I sorry that died. Didn't even go and play for the U.S. Um, watch. I believe he should be playing. He should. He should take the opportunity to play for the U.S. Because he'd be in the U.S. team. Because to me, honest. Well, let, 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 let's, not, let's not forget that he went. Let, let's not forget that he, he went on tour. So not that he, he was omitted. He, he was on. He was on tour the first spinner too. You know, yes. but not playing I, I, him after after they brought on Akim Hussein. You know, it, yeah. uh, not that Hussein didn't do well, but you know, uh, I mean, captain, you know the same. The, 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 the more things change, yeah. the more they remain the same. 
The captain that we got there, it's, it's, to me, he don't even like Jason Holder because he just like he don't even want to play with him. He showed that he showed that with Sammy uh, too. Uh, play, he uh, captain I don't know that's your opinion. That, yeah, everybody has no, their opinion. No, yeah. it is on my opinion. Let me share my opinion. Wait, wait. Let me share my opinion. We played Bangladesh in the West Indies. Sammy played Sammy. Bravo, captain Sammy did not bowl a ball. We went to India while they was playing the IPL. There was practice game going on. Um, Bravo wasn't there because his team was playing the final. I think Chennai Super King. Um, Pollard captain. Three games. We lose them. And Sammy didn't bowl one ball. So you tell me if he don't have something personal against somebody. Sammy, it might be Sammy that holder. You can't see that something is wrong. Sa- Sammy are holder. Sammy are holder. Uh, oddly, oddly, Sammy, oddly. The Sammy, question against, is against, about selectors right now. We're not talking about the board. We're talking about the selectors. Right. That's what I'm saying. Are we talking about selectors? Some selectors put people in there who they want to control. I probably didn't know Pollard is a good controller. They can control him so they do that. We have Ivor on. He wants to say something as well. So go ahead, Ivor. Yeah, good evening, gentlemen. Um, Hey, Ivor. Good evening, man. Yes, good, 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 good. Better late than never. Um, yeah, in terms of selectors, I'm going to respect the opinion of everybody, especially Jason who started it, but I'm going to be in total disagreement with that because these guys must have had something in place. They should always have something in place. India is supposed to be playing Bangladesh um, a couple of 2020, right? now. I guess starting Wednesday, right? As far as I know, Sastri was the coach. Where is Sastri today? So, in the middle of a, of, of a tournament, they have to go and search for a coach. Okay? No. What if? Let's tell you what if game. Since you're telling me that because we have an ongoing match next month with the test team and all these matches coming up in January, what if these guys had the ambition to say, I am going to resign? All of them. Are you telling me that the Indies board would collapse and the Indies cricket would just say, no, 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 we beg your heart, stay on because we don't know what we're doing? If that is the case, board everybody needs to go. They must have something in place. From the time, even before these matches started, worse with this kind of performance, you have to go. Even in the middle of series, coaches get fired. Players get dropped. Players get dropped, and as Virgil is saying, some players are there and not even being used. So we can have some selectors who can go at any time. Right now, based on what you all are saying, these selectors are either indispensable or they're just using an opportunity that is falling in their favor. Oh, they can't fire Let me ask can I ask a question? Who is responsible for firing, firing the coaches? I don't know what the contract says. But I am saying it should be a clause inside it that you can get rid of these guys anytime. No, but there must be somebody responsible who they report to. There must be somebody report to. Who is responsible for these coaches report to? Who? Well, I, would guess. I am going to guess that the CEO should have a hand in this, and I believe that, that they go directly, maybe they answer directly to him. And he in turn answered to the board. I, I believe it, it was like that. But 
Who the CEO, 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 Jimmy Adams. That's the man that you have to look to. Cause he he is his job. They say he has too much work to do. It's his job to have coaches or potential coaches in place. Well, that is what I am saying. Right now you're telling me that somebody did not do the homework. And you're yes. telling me that everything turned upside down. And I must say it again for the last. If these guys would have had enough ambition to say, I am done, my performance was not good enough, my best was not good enough, what would West Indies do at this time? You're telling me? I agree with you. I'm saying maybe, maybe they intended to keep them on for another term. So that's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They have no intention of getting rid of these guys, whether they win, lose, or draw. Something yeah, spells things to high heaven. Exactly. This is a performance. You barely win a match that could have mm-hmm. gone either way. And not even under the captaincy of the, the, the one that we picked. The vice captain took it over and won. And you tell me, you can't have any changes? These selectors made a boo-boo. Virgin is onto something. Your number one spinner, and you see how leg spinners did well in, in, the, in the tournament. Walt didn't get a fair shake. As our number one spinner. Well, so I am afraid. Well, wait, wait, wait. Yes. I hear everybody, everybody say, Martin got a fair shake too. Walsh helped Barbados Trident's win when they won the championship in the CPL. He came back, when he went back to the Trident, they changed the name, and Walsh was benched and Royal played before him. How many matches did Walsh play with the CPL? And he was there. He kept him out. We have, remember now, we have even Sir Andy Roberts, he said the selectors erred in that they opted for mostly experienced player over youth. So mm-hmm. what Sir Andy Roberts is saying lies with the selectors. So they should be thrown out and we find other selectors that knows the game. Why have we not been using a team of selectors based on our past great players who have now re- re- retired? Because I think they know West Indies cricket a whole lot better than a lot of other people. So we need to look at the selectors or whoever is appointing the selectors because that's where the problem is, according to Sorandi. And I agree. Okay. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Anybody else want to say? I, 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 we here. Virgil, we here. What about Simon? Simon, you have. Uh, Jason, I'm, I'm listening. I'm, I'm Mm-hmm. It's only going to help coaches if we have the right selection process. You can't throw a random people and give it to the coaches and make them the champions. No. You have to find the good potential players who are capable to perform. And then the coach's job is to get the most out of them. 
right? So not something coaches can fix something or selectors can fix something or administrators. No, all need to work together and everyone put their best. That's the bottom line. Yes, indeed. Okay. Yeah, is, 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 that, is that even selectors and coaches captain too? Because if you have a captain don't like a particular person, they will have you on the, free, the field, especially a bowler, and try them best not to bowl you. And that is one of the problems we're having. Because you can see that, you can see that in Pollard. It's not the first time it happened. Bangladesh, West Indies, it happened. In India, it happened with Pollard. You can see it with him. If he don't like you or something that he want to get you out of the team, he will do that. He will try to put you down as far down as he can put you. He will not bowl you or maybe back you certain place or whatever. You have to have people who in there for West Indies' sake. When you're on the field, this is my job. We don't have to talk off the field, but when I'm on the field, this is between all of us. And you don't see that in our current, you did not see that in our current team. Well, we, we, we thought Virgin and gentlemen would have um, put Jason Holder in the reserve in the first instance. Who, who was that? It, it, selected, no, it is selected and they do that. You selected and they yeah. do that. That was the yeah, most the ridiculous and crazy thing you selected ever do. You put um, Grand Paul. Grand, Grand, um, Grand Paul. Now, look at West in this team. West in this team is the only team over there that lose almost all the game and was like, the most happiest team. The guy was celebrating when um, the last game, though, like, there was a centaur for Chris Gale and um, something. So it's all about a yeah. centaur. Yeah, that's yeah, right. All yeah. the team, when they lose, they look so sad because nobody really wants to lose, which you have to, but they were the happiest one. Yeah. Yes. I, 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 all these old guys, like someone said, all these old guys, old guys not supposed to go and play 320 World Cup. You have younger guys, put them out there to play. But Virgil, Pakistan yeah. had old guys too, and the Pakistan old guys performed. <laughs> No, you have to have youth and experience. You have to have youth and an extra youth and experience. No, no, we have cricketers and we have Batman. The same one was performing all the time. They played the IPL, they played this way, they was performing. Some of our guys that have been performing for the last, how many of them make up 50 over the last, what, a year and something? Yeah, they have been what? underperforming. Yeah. I understand, so... <laughs> You have other guys there you could have played, and you playing them in all the game, and you have other they failing, 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 and you're playing them just because you want to prove a point, and your your point was well proved because they well, one, did not do nothing. One thing, one thing, and I you have other guys one thing, one thing I want to back the selectors with is um, the time when they brought in um, um, the, the guy when when um, Allen was out, and and, and, they, and they brought in Akim Hussein yeah. there. I, I mm. heard uh, other places saying, oh, they don't know what they're doing because they should have brought in Jason Holder then. But Jason Holder would just be another medium pace bowler. It was necessary to bring in a spin bowler, you know, a spinning all-rounder. So I, no, I, that, 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 that's the me. exchange for that one. That's the exchange for that yeah, one. Yeah. So that was a right decision. Yeah, yeah, fair exchange. But what, what, but Holder should have been in, as we discussed here, where they want to beat, beat a, dead, a dead horse. Well, um, that was a big mistake when Holder wasn't in the original um, there was no way in the world Grand Paul should be in there in front of Jason Holder. Grand Paul cannot, but Jason Holder is an all rounder. He's younger than him. And you never put him in there having the Virgil, why you can't use his name, Tony Grand Paul? It is Grand Paul. 
<laughs> oh, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. My father, Grandpa. Grandpa. Where put Grandpa in there? Grand, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he, he was doing well. He, he earned his selection. He earned his selection. But no, when you go there, no, no, I know. Not yeah? for the World Cup. Not for the World Cup. Not for the I think he learned his he earned his selection, but then um, hold hold out have world to be cup. hold out have to be in it first. It's World Cup. It's World Cup. We play World hold Cup. Hold out have to be in it first. This is this is not franchise cricket. It's World Cup. Thank you, gentlemen. Yes. we pick a team. We 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 on this panel pick a team. <laughs> we picked a team, and we had Ram Paul in our team. Okay. Based on his performance. I, I, I had Ron Paul in mind. I know for we sure. We had Ron Paul in the team. Who we? But you weren't here with us? Uh, you picked the team? Oh, no, no. no I, I, I would have never picked Ron Paul in the team, man. <laughs> I don't think I remember picking a team, but not Ron Paul, man. We picked the team and Ron Paul was in the team. We we could have heard oh. too. The players can do that too. But Ron Paul, you know who the biggest disappointment to me? Angel Russell, man. Andrew Russell. Oh yeah, you know, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Biggest, biggest at least he can't win one match for us. Biggest letdown. What am I your captain? What am I your captain who is averaging in the teens? Come yeah, on, see, we got to start from the captain. Andrew Russell is sick. Everybody know that. Andrew Russell came out to be undefeated, but he played sick. Pollard is not sick apart from sticking his head. And Pollard on the international <laughs> stage is averaging in the sixteen. 14 somewhere there. We have to start with that. Yes, yes, Pollard yeah, is overrated. He pulled carrying too much name. Name brand. He had too much. He and the name. Oh. Yeah. Name brand is helping us. He had a very poor series. He had a big. Not only I, this series, Leon. Go back and check the others, them. You see, we're doing this one. Only Kyron Powell, when he gets in, is on trial. He failed. He's on. The same selectors pick a young guy to play in Asia. The hardest place to play cricket, apart from New Zealand. And you don't can carry three openers. So those guys have no business being in the, in the selection panel. None. They continue to do the nonsense, even with the team that they pick. Going on, going on the road. Leon, you know, I, I wondered about Pollard. Because Pollard speaks, and Pollard actually may have contributed one innings, one half-hearted innings to the entire championship. Pollard did not bowl. Oh, if he bowled, he bowled. In fact, not just That's him over. as a bowler. That's over. You know, he did not bowl. He did not captain the side like any true captain. He had no spirit. He had no fight. He had no leadership whatsoever in this particular um, championship. He should be reviewed. I'm not sure. He didn't perform. There were, t- there were times when, we, when the West Indies needed a leader to stand up. Pollard should have been able to say, I'm moving myself up the order or I'm moving my... But he insisted on batting way down. When all the overs were used up and then he had to come in, he's not a thinking captain and he's not a leader. And I'm sorry that he, in part, was responsible too because even his bowling was atrocious, just like the rest of the West Indies. He should have been gone. And the truth of the matter is they might be thinking that because of the holiday and the travel and so on, they didn't have time to make a decision. 
But the truth is we cannot put, put it off any longer because we've got World Cup coming up next year, about a year from now. So we need to get selectors, coaches, and so on. And the current coach... October 22. You know, if you think about what the the statement that Simmons has made throughout these series since Bangladesh, you can see that Simmons is not leading right as as a coach. He's made too many darn silly statements about the performance instead of whipping the boys into shape. So that's where our problem is. The selectors and the coach that we have at the moment are part and parcel of our issues that we are failing so badly in. Back to you. Yes, indeed. Anybody else want to say we have about 10 minutes left? Anybody final thoughts on that particular? Anything that we left out that anybody want to comment on? Somebody may want to comment on um, the victory by... Well, Yorkshire, we don't have enough time for Yorkshire, no? Go ahead, go ahead then. Okay. Yorkshire. No, no, Yorkshire. no. We, we can leave Yorkshire. We can leave it till next week. Anybody? Anybody who can say it, I might want to come in and say about the final yeah. today. Right, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and congratulate um, Australia on winning this competition. I'm sure more than half the folks did not have them to win. It was always India, as Simon would have said, the best in everything. They were supposed to win. Then Pakistan, Virgil was supposed to go down. I personally thought England would have would have won it. That was my first choice. And then my heart was going out for Pakistan, seeing that they're playing at home. But Australia overall is my second team. I like the way they play cricket. They play like West Indians for me, and they're the ones who remind me of West Indians. I have a, I have a hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. They play in the, the, the used to the, the long time ago West Indian, not the future West, not the one that we have. So get it straight. <laughs> yeah, they, they sell it they like the dance in West Indies. Corrected, I stand corrected. Okay, yeah. good, 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 like good. West Indies of days of old, with fight and pride. To me, you don't see these guys. You see how they stuck along with one or one or even got dropped in the IPL. But mm-hmm. what did he do? He got a chance. They put confidence in him and show him he can do it. And he came into form in the in the in the World Cup. He said that, with Marsh. Marsh was out of the team. Can't. Mark got in. Mark I'm saying, I'm saying yeah, that so one transform his batting. He used to be a slugger. No, he won't. He's a batsman now. He's a pure batsman. Look at him. But, yeah, because he, he played test, test matches. That's it. They thought he could only play 2020. That's why I say Australia playing like West Indian. You can bat in test if you can play cricket, then you can play 2020. Not if you can play 2020, you can play ODIs on one day. It's, it's, it's coming from the top down. Marsh, all the Marsh out of Australia um, is living up to their names, to be honest with you. See, Marsh is holding on to his number three spot and would have pushed Stephen Smith. Imagine Stephen Smith is playing as a passenger in Australia team. That is strength. I think Australia is going to be under a little pressure um, next World Cup, next um, October, because they're playing at home. But they're going to be favorite to win. And somebody said it's right. We gotta put West Indies selectors and the players in place now. I don't see why the selectors just couldn't just drop Pollard now and let the guy, the keeper, Owen, go ahead and take over the team right now. Because listen to his speech, the one line. He said the players support him. When he got on the podium, he said the players are supporting him. That spoke volumes. That means this is my impression and my interpretation, my opinion. 
He don't believe that Pollard gets the amount of support as he gets when he captain. He said that for the world to hear when he captain the team in Pollard's sick absence. Fake sick absence, I'm sorry. Fellas, have a good night. Okay, folks, we come to the end of the program, and it was another wonderful evening. We just want to call and just want to say her final words. Simon, Simon likes to hear her say bye-bye. Jackson, your final thoughts? Yes. Yes. Uh, good evening, everybody, again. Uh, it was a great show, and congratulations to Australia team, of course. Well played. And it was a uh, nice to chat with everybody. Sorry I missed the last Sunday, but uh, looking forward to talk to you again uh, coming Sundays. And have a good evening, everybody. Be safe and take care. Yes, and uh, good evening to you, Chetna. Your final thoughts, Simon. Thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. Final thoughts, well, Gentlemen, Simon. ladies, it was a pleasure being on the show once more. Each night I come on and learn something new. And tonight was very, very spirited night, and we learned quite a lot from each other. That's why we are here. I want everyone to have a safe week this week. Be safe, and we'll be back here next week, Sunday, from 6 to 9 on the Cricket Show. Have a wonderful week, all. Good night to you. Good night to you as well, Simon. Thanks for everything. How about you, Virgil? Your final thoughts? Uh, it's good to see India making some changes in, 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 the, in the team, which I think Sharma should have been the captain. We know Cole is their best batman, but he should not be in the captain. They forced him there, and that is not his role, and I hope he can continue to do what he do best. And I also hope that the players demand from the government to keep out of cricket and just do their job, and that will be better for India cricket in the long run. Um, and to all the listeners all over the world, enjoying the talk tonight. Good luck um, watching Australia. I mean, Australia win the game today, so that was very good for them, even though I didn't. It's actually the team that I don't really like because of certain reasons, but they play hard, and they play hard, and they win the game, so all the best to them. And to each and every one of you, good night until next week. How about you, Jatin? Final words? It's uh, another great show. We discussed uh, at length today on West Indies and uh, cricket around the world. And uh, next week, we will have more cricket. Until then, I will say everyone good night and have a nice week. We'll get back to you next week. Dennis, your final thoughts? And then I'll Well, Liam, you know, yes. the West Indies should be, the players and, of course, the old administrative side should be really ashamed of themselves because... We've known for quite a while that when it comes to finances, the West Indies are in dire straits. Now imagine losing semi-finalists in this world, T20, would walk away with 400,000 US dollars. West Indies had an opportunity to even pick that much up getting to the semi-final. And look where they finished. And of course, they'll be crying out, They want more money for this and they want more money for that. Let's clean house now and prepare for next October. We cannot wait until January or February to take care of this matter. This is urgent matter. Clean house now. Thank you, Leon. Come back next week, all you listeners. Well well said. How about you, um, Audley? Your final thoughts? Yeah, just just quickly want to say anybody watch 
stock figures four over the first sixty runs. We went for fifteen for Uber in, in, in anything. But he but he's rejoicing tonight because his team won. And of yes. course, yeah, just want everybody to have a wonderful, wonderful week. And um God willing we wanna to talk to you next week. But just before I go, a little thought here say, Don't aim for success if you want it. Just do what you want. Just do what you love and believe in it and it will come success. It will come naturally. Right? David Frost said that. So you wanna keep that in mind. So see you next week as we talk, God willing. Anybody else final thoughts? I don't know if I... Uh, we brought on Ivor too, right? Okay. This is what Bravo wanted to say. Everything shall love, 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 everything sh